The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Dude, first of all, before we even get started, congratulations. I just want to congratulate you publicly. What you've done is amazing. It's amazing. I've been following you on Instagram. It's super inspiring, man. It, may, it touches me, man. It really does. I love when someone gets a, a, a positive path going in their life and sticks with it, and you see real progress, and you're so dedicated, man. It's really inspiring. It's beautiful. Thank you, man. Listen, it was a long time coming. It's, it's, it's just I'm, I'm happy that it happened now. Because if, if it didn't happen, it would have been something else. I would have been in a grave yeah, or somewhere else. Who the hell knows where they would have put me. When did you start? I've been, I've been fat my whole life. I've been thinking about losing weight for a long time, for probably about 30 years. But when did you start losing weight? When Last March. Last March. So yeah. right around the pandemic. Right Literally. When right when it hit, my brand new baby and my wife, they were going to go to Columbia to show the child. You know, you have to show the child to the family. And... It was around March 10th. We get to the airport. Some sh- they, they wouldn't let my dog get on the plane because they didn't have the, the air conditioning didn't work in the, in the galley or whatever that is. So we turned right back around and went home. And that's the day shit hit the fan. I was supposed to go on tour a week right after that. Everything done. I knew it was all going to be done. I was talking to my agent. He was like, yeah, this shit's going to be fine. Don't worry. They're going to still do the show in Hawaii. I was like, nah, watch. This shit's going to be fucking done. So bottom line why, is... Why did you think everything was going to get shut down? I don't know. I had a feeling. I just had a, I had a feeling that this was just bigger than what it was. Mm. You know, than just... It, it just seemed fishy. It just seemed fishy. Yeah. So pretty much, I mean, to get the dog onto the plane, we had to put her on the scale because she was a little overweight. What's overweight for a dog? I'm not really sure. I think she looks great. What is overweight for a dog, though? How do they decide that? Like, I used to have a dog that was 140 pounds. Was well, he overweight? An, I don't think so. It's just jacked. This is an, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I think. If you're at a certain we just jacked. This dog is an English setter, supposed to have a little waist. And listen, she lost it a little bit. She lost herself. She's living in Brooklyn now, you know? She's not back where she's from. Exercising. It's, it's yeah. different. Yeah. She's eating different foods. Right. Her metabolism changed. Right. So I don't blame her. So... <laughs> I I dealt she with it. Fed her. I feel her, and then I started losing weight because of her, because we both got on the scale, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" What was the highest? Three eighty something. Holy yeah. shit! It was despicable. I didn't look it though. Holy! I looked about three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking round ball of fucking meat. A meatball. Yeah. How was a fucking meatball? Well, what was your health like? Like what did you, what did it feel like walking around like that? Because that's this is the thing, man. Um, people love to talk about like fat shaming, yeah. and I know it's not good to make people feel bad. But you have to. But that you have to shame me. I was shamed yeah. into this for sure. It's unfortunate <clears throat> that you have to make people feel bad to start getting them to change. But sometimes, whether it's a person doing that to you or you just looking in the mirror and you feeling bad, that f- that feeling is just reality. That's yeah. what that feeling is, like. You can't fat shame a skinny... You can't fat shame Jamie. No. He's not fat, right? So if you said, hey, Jamie, you're fat, like, it doesn't work. It doesn't mean anything. It only means something when it's real, and it's an indulgence thing. It's not... 
It's, it's not a thing that you can't control. It's a hard thing to control. It's a hard thing to bounce back from. And that's what I'm most impressed with you. You've, you've really bounced back. You've lost 130 fucking pounds, man. And we, we had a good workout today. We went over to the Honor Gym. Yep. Shout out to my man, John Wolf. Yes, John, John Wolf's the master. I love him. How good is he? I mean, I, I've watched him. And now that I met, <clears throat> I met him, it's like I, all the pieces came together today for me. He's one of the most knowledgeable trainers I've ever worked with in my life. He's amazing. He, and it's not just like meathead stuff. It's all about mobility and yeah. flexibility. There's and, no, nothing meathead. Yeah, nothing. I mean, he yeah. can obviously lift a lot of weight. Yeah. He showed us he could do the 106 overhead press with not, like nothing. Yeah. But it ain't about that. It's about being able to, it's fluidity. It's about to be, it's about using your body and using your muscles in a functional manner. Yeah. Not just. He's, he's all about longevity and yes. he's all about range of motion. His whole thing is about having you have like the full mobility of your body. It's all f these flexibility things that we did, the hip things that we did, all that stuff. And it's all to strengthen the joints, stabilize your shoulders, stabilize all your joints. And he's, he's just so good. Bro, so amazing. The pre workout that we did. Yeah, and I was soaked. <laughs> was I was great. soaked before we started. It was great. It was unbelievable. You're very strong, though, man. You're really strong. That. It was it was interesting to watch you do it. Like I can see, like over this past year, you know, you've gotten your body to a, a really good place where you know you haven't just lost weight by dieting. You've been lifting weights. You've been exercising and pushing sleds. And I, I watch your Instagram, yeah. man. You're doing some wild shit for sure. I mean. These are the things that I always wanted to do. I always knew I could do this. I played football in high school, and I actually, I excelled in practice. Like, I liked doing that shit. I liked drills. I like having an aim. The game, yeah, it's fun, but I like the practice stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started losing weight by myself in my house, literally during the pandemic, just eating different. My wife, she was shaming me. <laughs> because we, yes, she was. Because we have a brand new child. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing? You want to be around here for our baby? Like, you, you right. want to take yourself away from us?" Right. And that shit hit. That's real. It, it hit hard. That's it a real hard. thing. And not only that, like, I love life. There's no doubt about it. I've, I've been going so fast for the past ten years that I haven't really enjoyed myself. So this force, this forced stoppage, allowed me to really reassess my happiness, and. I've regained everything, you know? It's not just fucking work, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing. Of course, I'm an artist and my mind is always all over the place. I'm always thinking about something, you know? But this slowed me down. It allowed me to spend every moment with my brand new child, you know? Yeah. My, it's, it's fucking, it, it, it was something that I didn't know I needed, but I needed that. Yeah. I needed it. And and to regain my health, like, in this, in this manner, man, it's, like you said... I wasn't, I don't want to just lose weight. People could get the surgeries and all that shit. That ain't for me. I'm a worker. The problem with the I surgery. I like hard work. The surgery can help people, but it also, it messes you up. And here, one of the things that happens I've seen is it. it diminishes your ability to absorb food. You can't have as much food and it's harder for you to absorb nutrients. I would never do that. Yeah. That was just never in my cards. It was never for me. Good for you. Yeah, Good hell for you. no. That, because I knew I did this to myself. Yeah. I have to fix it. Yeah. And I'm dedicated, you know? Like, I was talking to my boy. Like, me and CC Sabathia were friends, and I was talking to him for a while. We would just text back and forth because he was a fat bastard, too, and he changed his shit up. And we would just talk about how we want to be fucking jacked. We just want to be but We want to get, you know, strong and shit. And he put me on to my trainer that I was working with, Dave Palladino. And 
Dave is kind of, you know, he's like an old school meathead from the Jersey Shore. And I fucking love that. So we clicked, yeah, because I could have met somebody else and it wouldn't have clicked. Right. You know, like I've worked out with other people, but it just wasn't, I almost don't want to let him down, you know? Right. Like he's a fuck, like he's in the Sopranos or some shit. <laughs> I swear. It's, maybe it's in my mind, but I have to, but it works that way. Right, I and know he's, what you mean. Yeah, he was showing me all, he's like fucking Joey Diaz, yes. but jacked. <laughs> I swear, that's who he is. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, yo, that's who this fucking guy is. <laughs> Exactly him. He has the stories of the shore. He used to bounce all the clubs with the fucking fanny pack and the ah. fucking... I don't want to mention what else, but you know. <sighs> Listen, it, he, he put me on to different types of training. He didn't just start me off with meathead stuff. We did the sleds. We did the torturous shit, the skier, the mm -hmm. fucking... All that, the stepper. Oh mm. my God, the yes. fucking... That shit is torture, but I love it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I'm, I, it's one of the things that makes me most happy in life. I love people succeeding. I really do. It makes me so happy. I don't know why. You know, I think when I was a kid, uh, when I was real young, when I, was, I started teaching Taekwondo when I was probably like 16, 16-ish, somewhere around then when I started teaching, and I really got into it because it, it helped me get better. But I, I also had a few students that went from white belt and they graduated and got higher belts, and I took them to tournaments, and I had them win tournaments. And my God, it made me so happy. My feeling is more, unbelievable. More happy than myself because with myself, it would make I would have conflicted feelings. Like hurting people is a weird thing. Like it gives you conflicted feelings. Like you're happy, but you also feel real weird because that could have been you. And you see this dude writhing in agony. It's it's very strange. But when someone else that you train goes and succeeds, it feels good. It feels really good when you watch them improve. So like I, I maybe that was that's where the seed got planted. But I fucking love when people succeed. I love it. It makes me so happy, man. It's it, because you're that type of guy. You know, you're not a fucking hater. There's haters out there that don't want to see anyone succeed. They just want all the success for themselves. No, I'm the opposite of a hater. Yeah, exactly. I'm and a lover. Yeah, me too. I seem I like love. a hater sometimes because I say hater shit, but I just do it because it's funny. Yeah. I'm like my my my. You're soul, amusing yourself. Yes, my never, soul is a positive. I'm I'm very much a, a person who wants to see people do well. I, it means a lot to me. It really does. When I see someone like you, that I know how hard it is to lose 130 pounds. I mean, I've never had to, but I could only imagine. It's fucking hard. It's fucking hard, and it's a long road. It's not an easy road. It's yeah. not like just hold your breath for an hour. No, it's it's fucking. It's a long road. It's a grind, and it's hard to see success because it comes in these little tiny little steps. You get these little tiny increments. But I've watched those tiny increments of yours on Instagram. I've watched it, and I'm and I was like, look at him go, look yeah, at him go. Right? And then I saw you shrinking. I'm like, look at him go. And I'm and you, it's every fucking day, man. You know, one of my favorite videos of yours. You had this crazy workout, and then you cook steaks at the park. <laughs> I loved it. That's my favorite shit. That, that's how reward I reward yourself. That's my life. Yes. You know, I bring. I always have the barbecue in the trunk of the Cherokee. <laughs> always. The Jeep Grand Cherokee is my car. I've been driving that fucking thing forever. I love that car. You got the Yeti thing in the back. Mm. Pack all the stuff that I need. I got the Japanese hardwood charcoal. Yes. I got my torch to light it. Yes. And I got my, my little Weber grill. I'm good to go. Yeah. You know, and I just... Right after the workout in the parking lot or wherever, I just pull up in the yeah. park. Because I don't just do one workout. I got to do a couple. I, I, I just have this energy now that it's not, just, it's not enough to just do an hour of some training. 
I need to go out and do more things during the day. You know, I have to go on the roof and swing the Bulgarian bag. Mm. I have to, you know, play paddle ball. I have to hit the park, do calisthenics and stuff like that. There you go. <laughs> Look at me. You're just staying active, always moving. Yeah, man. And what, no, do you, what do you have the stay covered in? What is that? What's on the outside of that? I covered the top in garlic with like a nice, it's just a nice pulverized garlic and some sea salt. And I just let them cook slowly while I played. Every, oh. every so often I would go. That's my boy Pierre. We've been playing handball for fucking 25 years. Pierre's got a strong mustache game. He really does. <laughs> he really does. I love it. Now, when you, uh, is that your dog? No, that's not mine. That's his. Oh, so when you cook these steaks, like, are you cooking by feel? Like, how do you know when these are done? Yeah, for f cooking is all feel. All this stuff is feel. Once I came off the court and I saw that they were crusted perfectly, I just kept turning the grill every once in a while. Oof. That's a fat just, steak, too. Look yeah. at that. Oh, my Those goodness. Those are my favorite. Look at oh, that. Oh, look at that. Look at how perfectly that's cooked. Oh, that's amazing. And that's my favorite steak right there. I love a... Oh, oh and you douse it with extra, vir extra virgin olive oil, of course. Look at the salt. Oh. I, you know, I hate to say sh uh, plug things, but that's my olive oil right there. I plug, do olive oil collaborations. Plug the shit out of your olive oil. And where, listen, where does one get it? You, it, there's gonna be one coming out soon from Tuscany. Fuck that's delicious olive oil. No, it's just a collaboration with Groven Vine <laughs> times Action Bronson. I, fuck isn't really like a. You can't really fucking sell it. Yeah, you can't really? sell fuck. Would you? Could you put like an asterisk over the? You can, you? but it still doesn't really work like that. No? It's, it's just it, it's fuck. Yeah, isn't that weird? I think it's ridiculous. We're all adults here. Can't we say fuck that's delicious and on a people love bottle that. of olive oil? Yeah. People love it. Yeah. I want it to be on everything. Yeah. Underwear. Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I we used to wear big dog underwear. Remember big oh, dogs? Oh, yeah. Joey Diaz used yeah, to wear that shit. Fucking with yeah. big dogs. Yeah. I would fucking put fuck that's delicious right on the, the crotch <laughs> of any type of underwear there is. And we have a winner. Well, the beautiful thing about you doing Fuck That's Delicious while you're on this fitness journey is you're showing people it can be both. 100%. You can eat well. You can eat well. And you can, you can have a great fucking time and get fit and you feel better. Like life 1 feels better. One million percent. Like I have never been really obese, but doesn't life feel better when you're healthy now? My bro, it's, it's, you, it's a million times. I had fucking issues that I would be embarrassed to say right now. It's, you know, those things where you, there's, like, little nuances of life that just, what the fuck? How right. did I get to this right. point? It's not good. Yeah. Everything is fucking working a thousand percent. Like, I never had an issue with my dick. But now, it's fucking da -da -da. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's unbelievable. I, it's fucking, it's like Jaws. When you when I'm coming towards my wife, it's like, dan, 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 she's fucking running away from me. Well, you, all that exercise, and then you're doing so much weight training. It's got to jack up your testosterone. Yeah, for sure. And w watching what you did today, the only way you were able to do that workout today is if you've been doing that for a long time. Like, we, we did a difficult workout. For sure. The, the, especially that shoulder plex complex with the uh, rows and the squats and the, the cleans and all that stuff that John had us doing. That's... That was real work. For sure. And, you know, the dude Andrew from On It, he... Shout out to Andrew yeah, Craig. I would, yeah, he was little. Andrew Craig was at a book signing of mine a couple years ago, and he saw me working out and shit like that, and he just sent me the maces. He sent me a bunch of stuff. That dude fucking got me literally on it. Yeah. Literally, with the clubs, the Bulgarian. And that's really all I use. My studio is filled with that shit. 
I go to the gym for the things I can't do, like chest work and other stuff like that, you know? But I do a lot of kettlebells and a lot of swinging of the mace and Indian clubs at the studio and on the roof of the studio. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's my favorite stuff to do, Mm -hmm. the mobility stuff. Right. I love feeling static strong, you know, like squats and fucking deadlifts and all that stuff. But this is equally as as, satis, as satisfactory. Yeah, I love kettlebells because of that. Because you're moving, you're doing a lot of things. I love like kettlebell flows. It looks like cool. Clean press, yeah. lunge, squat, all that stuff. Yeah, it's fun. That shit looks yeah, cool. It does look cool. It does. Yeah. That dude who was doing the maces. What was that dude's name? I'm not the sure. The mace guy. Hold on a second. Let me find it real quick. That dude who was doing the maces at the uh, the gym was a beast, man. He that, was killing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when when you could flow with those things. It's like dancing. It's like salsa. Um, I don't know. I don't have it written. Shit. He's very good. <laughs> Shout though. out to him, though. Whoever that dude is, he was a beast. The guy with the mace flow. Yeah. yeah. John Wolf is a beast with that shit too. He's. I mean, with the clubs and the the maces. He and shocked all that stuff. me. Yeah. I like. I like John Wolf a lot. Well, it's that what he's doing. The great thing about it is it's applicable. Like the strength that you get from that is really good for martial arts. It's really good for jujitsu in particular because. It's you're forcing to use your body all as one unit, you know, all all of this stuff. And it also was like, it increases your longevity because you're you're stabilizing joints and you're 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 getting range of motion strength and all kinds of cool shit you can do with that that kind of strength. You yeah, know? I, that's why this it drew me. All these new apparatus drew me because I can't <laughs> fucking do traditional things because of my little impingement in my shoulder. But all these, th- all these different flow moves and mm-hmm. swing, I just love it. Well, your shoulder mobility is, you know, there's a little bit of an impingement, but it's pretty good. Like, I saw you were pressing 65 pounds with that left arm. Yeah. You just need to get something done to that. Go go get, find out what the fuck's going on with it. And like I was telling should you. Should I find out before or just go for it and then see? You should have an MRI. Yeah? Yeah, it sucks. You're going to find out what's wrong. There's probably a bunch of shit going on in there. But- from a guy who had a full-length rotator cuff tear and it was healed completely by stem cells. And what we can do here in America is nothing compared to what they could do in Colombia and what they can do in Panama. Like Dr. Neil Reardon, who's been on the podcast before, he runs a, ki- a clinic down in Panama. Mm-hmm. I sent my mom down there twice and it did wonders for her. And I've had some other friends, uh, a lot of fighters I know have gone down there, and a lot of fighters are going to that bioaccelerator place yep. that you talk to yep. them. And See, the thing is about America... There's good and bad, right? Is the regulation's good because it keeps people from robbing people and ripping people off, right? It keeps people from doing things that aren't completely safe, but it also keeps people from doing things that they know are effective. And people have had massive results over in Colombia and in Panama because they they have an accelerated program. I think. I think there's one in Tijuana, too. I think they're doing it in Tijuana now, too. A lot of guys are going down from San Diego and just driving over there and getting it done there, too. The thing is with TJ, bro, he's fucking lots of crazy shit going yeah, on Yeah, but it's TJ. my friend Ed Clay, who's an American, who's okay. running, running it down. I know my boy got a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> he got an Achilles tendon surgery in fucking Tijuana, and he can't... He's fucked up right now. Can't walk? It's, they, did a, they botched him. They oh, botched no. the Achilles. Oh, no. So, I don't... I don't. I mean, I just. I've seen horrible things go down in TJ before. I, I couldn't imagine putting fucking some sort of health into me there. Yeah, I would you go, go there, there for, for a sin. I'd go there for braces. True. Something like they do th- good teeth. <laughs> they do. They do. 
It's true. I think it depends on who you're going to, you know? The thing it's, is, it's, it's always just, that. Tijuana is a sketchy place right now, you know? Anything on the border is just, it's great and it's terrible at the same time. There's a lot going on. There's a, it's heavy. Are you vaping now? <laughs> no smoking weed? <clears throat> it's just that I have this vape. Right. I didn't want to bring the big glass contraptions on here, fucking torch up. This is just for on the go. Are you vaporizing now and not smoking blunts anymore? Yeah, I only vaporize hash. Oh. The purest hash around, I'm vaporizing it all over. The last time you were here, you smoked a, a preposterous of amount of weed. Because I took pictures of the ashtray and put yeah. it on Instagram. Oh my and people God. were like, that was just him? That was just him. Yeah, like, man. I, couldn't, I didn't I keep up animal. with you. I was an animal. <laughs> the thing is, I'm animalistic with hash. Oh, yeah? Ha I mean, when you look at a High Times magazine and you see all those little, you know, the little furry molecules... Mm. That's what I'm smoking. Mm. I'm not smoking the rest of the actual mm. green. We're right. just smoking the furry molecules. The just the THC crystals. Yeah, yeah. just the those globules, those oil glands. You know how they have those uh, s those boxes that kind of sift. They have those mm -hmm. little nets in it, and dudes would put the weed in, and then the bottom of it you'd get the shake, and it was just pure THC. Yeah, old school. Oh my god! And you put that shit in the pipe and go straight oh to the moon god. like this, like a rubber band. That was when I, my boy had a jar of Keith back in the day, and we were just doing like key bumps, just fucking smoking it off the key. Wow. My Lord. <clears throat> but hash is on a whole nother level. Mm. You know, like when you take a dab of some really, really, really good hash, it's next level. It is next level. It's so much. It's it like, I love it so much. I love the, the whole idea of having the really nice glass pipe. Your torch. It's very personal. It's very, uh, Do what's you, the word I'm looking for? Intimate? Yeah, it's not only intimate, but it's that other word. <laughs> <laughs> what's the other word? What's the other word? Uh, ritualistic. Ah, ritualistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's power in rituals, right? For sure. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's something about like doing something with purpose and intent. Like uh, uh, something that like seems kind of sacred. Something so small as to something I remember right now, a little ritual. Every time I walked in the building of my mother's house in Queens, I had to drag my foot across, you know, like the fucking, that little the piece. Archway? Yeah, the little yeah. piece that they put on the bottom of the yeah. door. I always had to drag my foot on it. I don't know why. Like an OCD thing? Every time. Some people have weird things where they have to like touch their head a couple times when they walk through a door. Yeah, I don't have anything else like that. It's just that one thing. That's good though. That's if you have one, one is alright. Yeah, it's not fine. another one. If another one comes, then I'm fucked. I remember reading about people that uh, they would wash their hands and then they get it in their head and they have to go wash their hands again and then they and they go back. It's weird. He fucking rubbed the skin off his hands. Oh, he had to wear gloves for weeks. Oh, a friend of mine looked at a house once. And uh, they were looking at the house like, oh, it's a nice house, pretty nice house. And then they opened up one of the cabinets, one of the one of the uh, closets, and it was filled with Purell. Oh, filled. my fucking God. I mean, like, every shelf was Purell. And they were like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, the guy who lives here is uh, very OCD. He cleans his hands. And they're like, where are you buying this house? Nah. They're like, this, place, this house has got weird vibes. I don't like bad vibes. Spirits. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I'm into spirits, but not bad vibes. Yeah, I think... Because you can't control the spirits. They're just around. I think if you have those kind of vibes in a place, you got to... I, I don't know if you can really... They say sage. 
you burn sage and you have like a ritual and you get rid of it. Bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> sage fucking does not smell good. I'd rather burn, I don't know, they got some, uh, some other shit that they had in Mexico in a bucket. And they in were walking around with it and it was fucking crazy. It was mm. taking all the flies away. Well, That's better. Do you know why they've always done that with sage? With when they when they burn sage, sage is salvia divinorum. Oh, I know. Yeah, which a lot of people are not aware of. Like sage is, it's a type of sal salvia is a type of sage. So salvia, obviously, for people who don't know, is a super potent psychedelic that mi they missed it when they had that Schedule One Act of 1970 where they basically made everything illegal. They miss sage somehow or another. You used, to, you used to be able to buy salvia in a head shop, like in places where weed was completely illegal. You could buy a bag of this shit and go to another dimension. You could definitely buy salvia on Jamaica Avenue right now. You still buy it everywhere? Yeah, yeah it's wild. It's yeah. so strong. The people who don't know, salvia is a super potent psychedelic. Like, like out of this world. You, you disappear, you go to another place... It's heavy for it's heavy for a while. It's like your fucking mind. Everything ex explodes. Yeah. But then comes back like T two thousand, where it comes back and melts, and it's like metal for like melting metal that broke, and then mm. it comes back together. My friend Ari did it. He did it on a podcast, and when he did it, he said he had a complete different life that he lived for several months. And it only lasted for 10 minutes. But he had several months of life. He made friends. He had relationships. He broke up, lost job, the whole thing. Like, live, live lives. Me. And then came out of it and realized he was only gone for 10 minutes. He was like, what the fuck? And he's talked about it on other podcasts since, but it was like one of the, he said, literally one of the craziest moments of his life. And they filmed him the well, entire that's time good. he was doing it. That's good because, you know, sometimes when you trip out, you try to remember it. Yeah. But it's never, you're not really, you're kind of making it up. Right, right, right. You're kind of making it up. Yeah. Because you're so in the moment. When it's, you, like, I could try and tell people my DMT. I've smoked it too many times to remember one specific, there's one specific, a couple of them, but, bro, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. It's fucking, it's a never-ending story, like the big yeah. fucking white dog. <laughs> That's what it is. You're on the dog, flying through the air. I remember very specific moments, but when you're talking about a 15-minute trip, I might remember 30 seconds. Yeah. Specific moments. I remember yeah. standing like this, breaking through fucking boards of <laughs> life and fucking portals. Oh, just like interesting. This. Interesting. Just breaking whole, through yeah. boards. Just, so, just breaking through different stages of things. Oh, that makes sense for you. That's like you had limitations that you'd put on yourself and you're breaking through those limitations and then you actually are doing that now. That's real. A lot of things I've spoken into existence. Like one time, I, it, it was just in a rap that I never even, you know, put out. But I had mentioned that I had had a drink with Ahmad Rashad at the bar. And then years later... I was at some Yankees game and randomly Ahmad Rashad was at the fucking bar. <laughs> I know it might be silly, but I fucking made that happen. And that's how I feel the power of the mind is I could make, if I made Ahmad Rashad appear at the fucking bar after I mentioned it four years prior, yeah, anything is possible. I, I think there's weird windows into possibilities that occasionally we access. And I think that's like when you have a real tight relationship with a good friend and then like they text you when you're thinking about them, you're, you're thinking about oh, calling yeah. them and you know, you have a close relationship like, like your brothers 
and then you get an email, or you get a phone call, or you get a text, and you're like, ah, oh, he was thinking about me too. Connections. Like, we're connected. There's some, there's some, th- like, and when you hear quantum mechanics and uh, quantum physicists talk about quantum states where, like, spooky action at a distance where these uh, these molecules, these atoms, there's something that happens to these quantum particles where one in one area of the world it will there's some sort of a reaction with something that's completely uh, like miles and miles apart and they're somehow or another connected and they can't they know cuz they can measure it but they don't understand the connection they don't know they don't know what's going on and we are made of all these things right and so if you can observe this at the quantum level, which is this incredibly small level that you literally can't see with your eyes, if you can measure this and know this, then how, why wouldn't we have some strange, or why wouldn't it be possible that we have some strange connection with each other, some strange connection with life that maybe doesn't totally make sense and you can't teach it in school, you can't put it on a scale, you can't measure it with a ruler, but there's something there, and we can access it occasionally. Occasionally it comes into focus, whether it comes into focus through a dream or through inspiration or when you achieve a higher state, like a higher state of life. You know, like just there's connections that people have with each other that are they're different. There's levels to those connections, right? Like the level of connection I have to my wife is very different than anybody else I've ever known. The level of connection I have with close friends, it's very different. It's very different. There's, there's levels of connection. For sure. Right? There's something happening there. What is it? It's not just like intimacy. It's not just getting to know each other. There's like a bond that people have. It's literally in nature. Yeah. It's embedded in you and that other person that you guys are meant to attract. There's something there. There is something because I don't know if you, I'm sure you've done this, but like the regression, like past regressions and stuff and past lifetimes and shit like that where you my my wife talks to some fucking colombian woman some espiritu fucking colombian who the hell knows and she's you know passed on knowledge about how we've known each other for fucking 100 lifetimes literally in all kinds of different forms and now this is the lifetime where it's finally meant to really like connect and fully bloom Mm. we've waited a hundred lifetimes to bloom and this is the one according to that lady i would say that that was that i was out if i was that lady i would say that just because i want your money i don't think she's paying her (laughs) she's not paying her not at all it's like a stage it's like Uh, an internship where she's fucking learning spiritual shit yeah, I think there's people that know things. There's people that get a feeling. The problem is, Listen, I think there's a lot of people I know it's all don't. about the fucking money, too. Yeah. I always reference Steve Martin, Leap of Faith. You know that movie? I don't remember. He's a, big, he's a big tent revival guy. He, he's like a fucking pastor in the big tent revivals. And they're just bullshitting. They're feeding him things. And he touches the woman. And she starts fucking freaking out. <laughs> it's my favorite shit. <laughs> Listen, it's all about the bread. They lie to you all in your face all day long. There's a lot of that, but it's also a lot of people that want to believe. You know, there's there's they some need to believe. Yeah, there's a lot they going need on. To believe, yeah. There's many things going on. That's like when you you know when you reach for Christ's hand, mm-hmm. when you reach right, for right, Allah's right. hand. Yes, it's the same shit. Yeah, you want you, know? you want to change your life, and you you seek a higher power to like give you that power to do that. A lot of like people give in, it meaning, right? People in 12-step programs, right, they assign meaning to a higher power. They decide that 
you are helpless and then you assign this this uh this this power to have like you know control over your life you give in to this idea that you can't control yourself the lord then the lord the lord is going to just that's a big part of but you know another big part of 12-step programs a lot of people don't know the guy who started it you know there's always a friend of bill's the whole deal that guy bill whoever the fuck he is that guy was on acid. Like his whole thing was doing acid. Like he the, was fucking the, with people. Well, no, the original fucking with us, bro. The, no, the original twelve-step program. Like the guy, like did a lot of experimentation with LSD to try to help him get through alcoholism. And but these the, were the steps he took. Well, I don't know exactly. I've never it's, like with things. I, I'm not going to tell someone to do something if I've never done it. Right. Well, now, I tell some people fucking, to do things. Yeah. Well, like if I if you, someone's on math, I'm like hey, bro, probably shouldn't do math. Well, in that case, I can't say that because I've never, if I tried it, and it's probably popping. I bet it's good. I'd probably be a meth addict. For, I'd definitely be a meth addict. What if you found out that that's how you lose the extra 30? Nah, I would. F- <laughs> <laughs> but then I'd lose my teeth and I'd fucking look like John Leguizamo and Spun. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nah, I can't do all that shit. Yeah. No one comes out on the other end of meth like, I'm glad I did it. <laughs> But I, everyone I talked to, they they said they had a good time with it. Yes. Right? Well, no so, one downplays the meth. No. They just downplay what happened to them after the meth. Right. But while they were on it, that shit was fucking amazing. Well, it's an amphetamine. Amphetamines give people a wild rush. It elevates you, you know? But it's it's like uh, I used to have... Uh, I used to build computers. I used to go and go to the computer store and buy a motherboard and no buy shit. a hard drive and the really? whole deal. Yeah, yeah. It's not that hard. No, I know. My boy, this fucking kid that lived in the building next to me, Seth, used to do that also. And one thing that people used to do back in the day, you'd buy like a cheap processor and you would overclock it. So you would like, you'd put a big heat sink on it and a fan on it to cool it off. And they would take like, back in the day, it was like, this was before... You know, what was it like, Celeron processors, Jamie? You remember those days? You were putting fucking turbo. Pentium. Pentium yeah. Processor. Yeah. Pentium 1? But, but no, but the Celerons were like the cheap ones, and a lot of guys that ran gig. Uh, what was the speed, though? The, the, I'm trying to remember the speed. Before, it was like 400 megahertz back in the day. It was like a big deal. And guys would get like a 300 Celeron, and they would overclock it to 400 megahertz. And, but the thing is, it doesn't last. It's like, and I think that's the same with meth. It's like when you're redlining your engine, you could do it for a little while, but it doesn't do it for that long. You'll crash. It's like going to crash. Computer. Like meth heads. Yeah. Yeah, they all eventually just like, you're like this all the time. And you start hearing voices. You start seeing things. But I bet the first few, it's pretty fucking good. It's exciting. Yeah, I bet you get a lot of shit done. But drugs are fucked up in general, man. Like, I just want to say rest in peace. To fucking DMX. That's a sad one. Rest in motherfucking paradise, man. This. Did I've, you see the video when they were getting his body out of the hospital? Nah. It's pretty. I wanted no, to it's tell. Pretty amazing. I the, want the fans outside they were, were f- playing his music while they're driving the car with his body out yeah. of the hospital. I, I believe it was in White Plains. It's wild. That's crazy. F- just, just rabid, filling the streets. I, I wish I was able to tell him this story I'm about to tell you because this is fucking real deal and it's like. He means so much to my family, it's crazy. <laughs> it sounds nuts. Not only did I grow up on fucking DMX, I love DMX, but my wife was in fucking labor for 18 fucking hours and she had the doula there. I told you they're on some spiritual shit. 
a motherfucking Peruvian flute playing for 17 fucking hours straight. <laughs> the Peruvian flute music. I want to, you know, the what one with. What does that sound like? You, you, they came into my sixth grade class and we made a fucking flute. <laughs> 17 hours in the, like the Andes, the ones that, bro. She starts freaking out. I'm like, yo, listen, we have an hour left. Or we're going to have to do a C-section or whatever. And she, no fucking chance. So, turn the fucking Peruvian flute music off. And I put fucking DMX on. <laughs> Stop. Drop. That motherfucker jumped out of her. <laughs> I swear on everything. It's on camera. It's on film. <laughs> As soon as the Peruvian flute mu music stopped, DMX came on. He, he fucking heard the dog. And he came out. He just jumped out. I just. It's amazing. It's just, it, it hurts my fucking heart that I was never able to tell him that. Oh, man. Like, man, that's. It's like the crazy. It, it's the fucking. The doctor was going nuts. He was speaking. <laughs> because everyone was just fucking sick of that shit. Everyone. I wanted so to jump tired, out. Of, right? I wanted to jump out of the window from the music. I was laid out on the floor. Farting. <laughs> yeah, I was fucking, because I had, like, I had hospital <laughs> chips. Oh, no, hospital oh, chips. But, you know, That's they amazing. shut down Flushing Hospital for us. Nice little area. It was beautiful. And so it just changed the vibe of the room. Man, he fucking popped right out on everything. Like, man, it's on camera. I couldn't, I can't make where that the up. Hood, where the hood, where the hood nah, not on, it, that would have been a good one. <laughs> but he came out on the, the hit, stop. Drop, shut up, down, open up shop. Whoop. He had some fucking jams. Oh, he had some fucking nothing jams. But, and, nothing but heat. And what a voice. It's the man. What a voice he had. It's the dog. It's the fucking <sighs> fucking man. drugs, man. It's fucked up. It's, it's taken, fucked up. You think about all the great artists that have been that have lost it, lost their lives because of drugs. I mean, it's it's astonishing. And you you go over it. All the musicians, so many musicians. But artists are touched, man. They're the ones that are the most vulnerable to drugs. They're touched. There's a lot of uh, pressures and lots of you itself. Yeah, it's, you pretty much put it on yourself when you become because you. Some people don't know how to handle it. You know, I've always been told that I'm good at it. Like I'm good at being who I am because I'm me. Yeah, I don't fucking get nervous up there. I don't overthink. I'm just. You know what I mean? You got a good vibe. I'm just vibed out. I'm yeah. not I'm not worried about all these things everyone I like putting a fucking chain on my neck doesn't excite me. Putting fucking fancy cars don't excite me. I like having the things I like. But I'm fucking I'm here. I'm you're with everybody. Be, I'm down here you're with everybody. Good every being you. I'm fucking happy being who I am, man. It's just like the most ha happy place I am. It's very me. it's very complicated for people also because a lot of people are judging you. And so you get confused as to who you are all day. So the All lot day. that that's what happens with a lot of famous folks, of a lot of entertainers. You get so many voices. So if you're a person like DMX, you literally have millions of people talking about you, good and bad, and, yep. and both ways. And oh, he's terrible. He's the shit. He's a god. He's a bum. He's a loser. It's fucking he's confusing. He's my favorite. It's confusing. And you just if you get the the this, you let these people influence who you are. As a person, if you let that in, if you take that in, and then you think about the pressures of fame and maintaining fame, and one of the things about the rap world in particular, at least until recently, is that like there was, it was a very short-lived fame, 
And there was something about guys when they got to a certain age where nobody wanted to hear from them anymore. You're right. There was a lot of them like that. <clears throat> now, now it's changing. Like now, you know, you're seeing like Snoop is the most, he has more longevity Man. and more relevance. It's unbelievable. He's the best at it. He's so good at being him. He's so good at being him. That's it. That's, That's what it. people love That's him it. for being him and he's That's him it. to the fucking max. Yeah. You can't, everyone knows who Snoop is. He knows who Snoop is. Like, uh, he was the best part, other than Jake Paul's knockout punch, he was the best part of that whole <clears throat> pay-per-view thing. He's it was funny. just listening to him yeah. talk and, and watching him, you know, do commentary. And then when him and Ice, who's the, uh, and Too Short, and who was the other dude was with him? Uh, there was four dudes. Ice Cube oh, they made like a new West Side was, Connection? Yeah, they call it Mount Westmore. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's Ice Cube 40 That's it. That's it. That's it. It was great. Snoop and Too yeah. Short. But Snoop, and I love Too Short. I love Ice Cube too. I mean, they're but all amazing. Snoop is. Man, Ice he, Cube's old shit. Yes. Oh, my fucking God. Yes. That's unfuckwittable music. Yeah. Like, that music is un. He played Ooh. Today Was a Good Day. That was part of the oh uh, the performance. He, he played that. It's still good. Still relevant. To this day. I mean, it, you got to go back. Ice Cube's from fucking 88, man. He popped in 88. That's crazy. He was famous in 1988. <laughs> Just stop and think about that, dude. That's 33 fucking years ago. That's nuts. Six years old. That's nuts, right? And he's still doing it. Man. And when he goes up and he, said, and he starts singing Today Was a Good Day, everybody gets excited. But in the early days of rap, that was not the case. In the early days of rap, when, uh, you know, unless you're a legend, unless you're like one of those, like a Snoop type dude, it's hard for guys to maintain. There was something about guys getting in their 40s. People did want, not want to hear them rap anymore. No. Yeah, there's definitely a time limit on rap, but... I think that's changing. <clears throat> but people like Jay-Z, who we don't even know his age. He's like a fucking Cuban baseball player. <laughs> we don't know. He's like fucking Yoel Romero. We don't know. <laughs> you know, we don't know what age he is. He's just... He's Jay-Z. And he can literally rap forever, <laughs> and it'll be relevant. Like, for me, Cool G Rap could rap forever, yes. and I would love it. Yes, I would love to Thank hear you. it any any day. I'm so glad you brought up Cool G Rap. He's my favorite of all Bro. time. I love that man. That's I've sat in a room with him while he rapped, and I rapped at the same... And it was, like, mind-blowing shit. Like, I'm doing a song with G Rap. Like, I was crazy. A big, he's another guy. Like, I was a big fan of his in, like, 91. Like when was he around? He was like 91, 92. I remember I was in, I don't know, fifth grade and he was playing basketball in the park by my house and I had him sign a napkin. He was in a <laughs> suit playing basketball. He was wearing a fucking suit. A lot of people forgot about him and that's unfortunate because Cool yeah, G Rap's yeah. a fucking amazing talent. That song, uh, Cock Blocking, oh to this day, that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> that's a great song. I mean, that was from the XXX era. Yes, yes. The talk like sex. Man, the the rap rappers now it's not that it's it, it's gotten much younger yeah it the age it's 13 12 year olds that's what that's who likes this music mm -hmm. and then there's it, there's like tears you know there's like there, there's shit for everybody is what i'm saying yeah there's tears but the thing that's the most overwhelming is the young the young boys yeah young rap that's all they do well you know what i love right now I love what Lil Nas X is doing. I love how he's freaking everybody out and getting under their skin. Yeah, I mean, his, he's just his fucking latest video. He's like Lady like, Gaga. <laughs> he's just shock. It's like shocking shit. Well, when he keeps saying a lap dance, I, because here's what's happening, man. My kids, when they were young, when, when Old Town Road came out, in their fucking grammar school, they were singing it. They were all singing it in school. Like, kids loved that song. 
So here's this dude who's this young, wild, gay dude who's singing this song with Billy Ray Cyrus, and it becomes this gigantic fucking hit. Billy Ray and Cyrus looks fucking crazy. Bro. And then the next thing he comes out with, he's selling sneakers with human blood in them. He's giving Satan a lap dance. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm, I, it's just crazy that I even know about these things. Everybody man. got so confused. Everyone I was knows. cheering. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, I love it." He was like, "Look, look, look! We gotta flip the switch on this thing. We can't, we can't, we can't have this. We can't have this. We can't have these. I can't be just singing for little kids for the rest of my life. We gotta get, we gotta get crazy." Fucking little Nas X, bro. <laughs> Yo, it's fucking unbelievable. And you know, it's. The, the the courage that guy had to do that. It's like so he had to have a lot of people in his ear telling him, No, 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 no. Listen, we've got a big thing going on here, little Nas X. Oh my we've God. got a really, really important product. Your brand imagine. we gotta work on your brand, we gotta work on your marketing. We get we're elevating your brand. Come uh, on. You could be a huge, huge, huge act deep in your thirties. <laughs> and then maybe when you get older and you want to do some crazy shit like give Satan a lap dance, maybe you do it then. And then you do it, you know, But not now. Listen, little, man. Not, little Nas X. Excuse me, Lil, Lil Nas Lil. X. This is not the time. This the 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 voice that you're putting on to, to as the executive is exactly the <laughs> fucking why I've been hearing this shit for so long, man. Fucking cockamamie people, it's unbelievable. Well, those cockamamie people will get in your life if you need them. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. But they were in my life for a little bit, and then they left, and they that's in, the way it is. It's, they were in my life for a little bit too. Yeah, you yeah. leave, you come, you leave. Yeah, but they, I'm, listen, please they, go. Don't I, come. Don't come. I go. get it from their perspective. They're not of this world. They're not of the world of you and I of performance. Yeah. They don't understand what it's like. To go on stage and get wild. They don't get it. No. They don't know how to write wild shit. You no. write wild shit. Yeah, they have no clue. If you if you like ran your lyrics by them and go, hey, come here. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm thinking of saying. Sometimes I read that shit back. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me? Exactly. Like, it's all about trying to make myself laugh. Yeah. You just think of the craziest shit, man. That's really what makes... Or make people like me laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's If the I'm thing. laughing, you're laughing. Yes, exactly. I'm Look, I, I write for wild people. And I hope other people go along with it too, but I'm writing for wild people. Like I, I want my friends. I want Joey Diaz to laugh. I want my friends to yes, laugh. You it, know, that, that's what it's always been about. I want, I want my fucking craziest friend to accept yes, and love exactly. what I just said. Exactly. When, dude, when you're a comic and you hear in the back of the room like Joey Diaz, ah, <laughs> <laughs> when he's dying, you're like, yes, and he, he'll grab you. He'll grab you and fucking shake you out. You crazy motherfucker! What'd you do to me? What'd you do to me, Joe Rogan? But that's. You know, executive's not gonna like if you read. I go, hey, this is what I'm thinking about saying tonight on stage. Don't say that. No, they kill. What if someone from casting's in the room? They'll fucking have a shit. Listen, listen, listen. You have a legitimate, intelligent oh career going on here. There's no need to, to sacrifice this. <laughs> don't be a saboteur. Don't be self-sabotaging. Don't be. Don't don't do it. I've definitely been talked off the ledge several times, though. Yeah. But I should have been. But by who? Couple different people. Some people are. Some people could get to through to me. It depends who uh, the mood I'm in. Who's gonna get through to me? It could be the fucking doorman that gets through to me that day. Like, yo, he says some real shit. Like, yo, you know what? You're right. Yeah. It could be anybody. It depends. Yeah. But yeah, I try to fucking keep it light. Well, you know, the the thing about creativity is that it's 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 not a flat line. Right, like it's a wide. It's like you one of the polygraphs. Yeah, you can't fucking put it's your like face. It's all over. It's all over. It's, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's whatever it is. It's it's a wild thing. These these ideas are coursing through your head, and you're writing them down. Then you're trying to figure out the best way to do them, and how to say them in a way that people are gonna like. That it's gonna make people pop. 
like our brains are working right now. We're both talking. I'm thinking about lyrics right now. Sure. I just thought about some lyrics. I just thought about some painting technique I was going to do. I just thought about Valentina's. This shit is crazy the way we're able to work our brains and, and, and it kind of uh, just... F- just grab shit from yeah. all over the, and just inspiration this. You can fucking yeah. work it. I'm thinking about some fucking sex I had back in the day. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like it's all a, inspiration. It's craziness. Paul and Mooney used to tell me back in the day, he used to say it to everybody, but I remember him telling it to me, if you want to write, go get entertained. He's like, when I, I want to create, I get entertained. He's like, I go to a movie, I'll see a concert, I'll see somebody, I'll go and get entertained. I, I, love, get in. <coughs> I love live entertainment, period. Me too. Yeah, <coughs> me too. I particularly love things that I don't do. Like, I love music. Mm. You, know, you know, I just love, I don't play an instrument, so when I see a dude can jam on a guitar, Oof. Oh, I love it. I love it. I just love watching. I like that too. Yeah. I like being in the mist or just like, uh, yeah. uh, just, just, <laughs> just emceeing while these dudes fucking play sick, yeah. like jazz and shit. Did you ever like, they don't listen need to uh, the brand new heavies? When yes. they have, the, when they had that thing where they did, they did one with uh, Cool G Rap. Really? Yeah, yeah. Brand new heavies did a rap album, a collaboration album with multiple artists. And they had G Rap on yeah, it. Yeah, um, oh, heavy rhyme experience, I believe it is. And it's from back. I've never heard that. That's it right there, bro. Is one of my favorite CDs. I had it. This is how old I am. Ed OG shouts to him. Master <clears throat> Ace, Gangstar, Main. Look, Look at that. Gangstar. I mean, some of the hectic. best. Some of the best rappers, Death rap threat. groups, Who'd and rappers rap? ever. Bro, that Gangstar. Main source, bro. Come yep. on. This is next level shit. Grand Poobah was Black one of my Sheep. favorites. State of Yo. The uh, but that it's getting hectic by Gangstar. I'm a giant Gangstar fan. That is Gangstar's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Guru was one oh, of the most underrated rappers. He's man. amazing. His voice, everything is everything was. When next he died, level. that was very sad for me. That because was, it that was, was a bummer. I didn't. No one knew. No one no. knew. I didn't know he was sick. No, no one knew. It he just kind of. I, he, he. I guess he hit it. Yeah. And he didn't want to tell anybody. Well, it's like Chadwick Boseman. You know, when he died too, the Black Panther dude. When yeah. he died, No one knew it was yeah, coming. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. He, too, he had right? gotten sick. He had gotten sick, and he was all skinny, and everybody was making fun of him for being skinny. They didn't I realize the guy that. was dying. That's fucked up. But the the thing about like people get guru, made fun of so goddamn much on the internet for no it's, it's fucking it's fucked up. It's natural. It is natural, but it's fucked up because you know what the problem is. You feel, it's you feel bad sometimes for the person. This is the problem. The problem is it's in print and everybody can read it. But it's what people normally did. Like Louis C.K. said this to me, and he made it made a lot of sense. It like resonated. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense, because it's just talking. Like people talk shit. They say things. People have always, oh, fuck that dude. You know, oh, that guy's an asshole. Or that but guy's a this. it just goes past you. And it just it's in and out, and it goes away. Yeah. But when they write it down, and then other it's, people read it, and then people retweet it, and then other people, they, they <laughs> add on to it. And then you got thousands of people that are saying the same thing. And it doesn't necessarily mean anything more than when someone would just say it when no one's around. It's true. But pe- this, that's why... You know the the four agreements. Do you know that? Uh, you ever heard of that book? Mm-mm. I think they made it five, right? It's uh, p- pull up that book because it's it's a really interesting book. And I I'm gonna say this as a person who's very flawed, and I don't always follow these four, four agreements. But there's real there's real value and there's real wisdom in this. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, and the four agreements are agreement number one: be impeccable with your word. So that means, like, don't say, fuck that dude. 
I mean, sometimes I'll say fuck that dude just because it's funny. It's a funny thing to say. Like someone who's amazing. I'd be like, fuck that dude. Of course. That guy sucks. Like of just for just as a, but it's just because Cheeky. I, but everybody knows it's not real. Mm-hmm. I'm being silly. <clears throat> like, you know, I love them. Yep. Or don't take anything personally. That's agreement number two. It's hard that's, to not take rough. things personally. That's tough. But if you can do that, you will be way better off. You will be way better off. Number three agreement, don't make assumptions. Don't assume things. Now, these are the valuable agreements in order to live a more harmonious life. And number four, this is my favorite, because this one I do. Always do your best. Now, I wouldn't say I do this always, but I, most of the time, do my best. I mean, I do my best as much as I can. I try to honor those agreements. I think, and there's a new, what's the fifth agreement? I always try to do my best, but the other ones are fucking hard. The fifth agreement takes us to a deeper level of awareness, the power of the self, and returns the authenticity we're born with. The fifth agreement takes, what is it? No, there's a fifth, there's a fifth one of those agreements. Does it just say, you, but... Uh, the fifth one, be skeptical, but learn to listen. Mm, beautiful. Good. These That's are good. Beautiful. These they're, are good. They're amazing. They're amazing. It's I like so how he revised apply. it. It's hard to apply. You have to be conscious. You have to be conscious if you're doing it and not, not vocalize. You can yeah. maybe think it, but if you're thinking it, are you not applying it? Yeah. So what the fuck? But listen to this. If we put this out there and we, you and I say we are going to try to live our lives by those four agreements, in the fifth agreement too, if we're going to live our lives by those agreements, and we, we send that message out to all you people out there that are listening, you should try to do it too. None, you know, no one's telling you to do it, but it'll help you. It'll be better for you. It'll be From better for I'm everybody. what I'm looking at, it looks good. Yeah, it'll be it, better for it everybody. It seems reasonable to me. I'm going to put that out there. So I'm going to, like, if you, you know, people call me out on it if I don't do it. Unless I'm joking. Like, yeah. D- don't get mad on. at me for joking, because I joke a lot. But There's got to be a line. But... The, be impeccable with your word is very valuable. Always do your best is very valuable. The, these, those things, always doing your best is very valuable. It's so valuable. If you can live like that, man, you'll, 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 you'll be on a better course. You'll be on a better path. And other people will see it, and it'll inspire them to be on a better path. And that's what life's all about. Well, I can speak to this. I can speak to this in the sense that I never followed through with anything like a long time ago. And now all I do is try to do my best in everything and put my fucking best foot forward. Don't do anything that my heart's not in. Yeah. Because I never give it my all. Yeah. And it's <clears throat> it's not fair to what I'm doing, you know, to that specific thing. Like, there's been situations where I, I, feel I did it for the wrong reason, like just doing it for money or doing it. It's just not good. It's, it, it always turns out wrong. It never feels good here. Yeah, but sometimes you have to make those mistakes in order to understand <clears throat> what's the right path. Sometimes you got to go down the wrong path sure. and go, oh, okay, this is not for me. Well, I realize that, you know, and, and I try to live by those by those principles. But a lot of things for me is I have to stop over committing to things. I have an issue with over committing. I say yes to something when I really don't want to do it. <laughs> and then the last second I just cancel. <laughs> I know what that's about. Bro, I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole with that. I can't help it. I've done it. For, uh, it's been 10 years now. Do you say yes when you're high, though? Is that what it I'm is? I'm always high. There's <laughs> never a situation where it's not high. It's all, this is what I do. 
I used to have those problems with my manager before I said no to everything. Now I say no to everything, but I used to be like, did I say yes to that? And she, she'd be like, yeah, you said yes to that. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. I forgot. I was, that's what I do. I forget. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's <sighs> this much coming up this week. Yeah. Like, it's this week. Ugh. I'm like, can I get out of this? Can't like, get out of it. <laughs> There's Shit. always a way out. You just have to fucking deal with the consequences. But then you feel bad. I and always then, feel bad. Then you're not impeccable with your word. There right? it is. That's, that's it. the problem. Yeah. And I, all these things are connected to each other. And that's the problem right there for me. And I'm trying to work on that. Yeah. So like, I, I initially say no. And then I have them ask me three more times just to make yeah. sure so I could really dig in to what it is that they're asking of me. Well, at a certain point in time, if you say yes to everything, then you're, you're not saying, you don't have any time for your life. Your life is gone. It's but think your, about how many things you said no to. Yeah. You know, like I've said no to more shows than I've done, I think. That oh, you sure. say no. You have after to say no. Yeah, after, after a while, you say no. Yeah. After a while, it gets to the point where you have to say no. You know, because also, like, you don't know what you're getting into. Like, you say yes to something, like, well, who's involved in this? What is it going to be like? Like, what what's going to... What's the purpose of this thing? What's what's it going to be like when it's done? Like, is, is this is something I really want to be a part of? Is this a disaster? What is this? <coughs> Woo! That's a lot of vape. <coughs> I feel like that's smoke. I don't feel like that's vape. There's no. <coughs> that's not like fucking apple vape. Uh, you are. That's straight weed. up hash. That's what I'm saying. That's like if I was to take one of those blasts out of the pipe, it'd be that. I just Hash-oil. had them put it in here. Mm. It's scientists. clean. It's no fucking yeah. boo. It's not one of those cartridges that you buy and it's like fucks you up, gives you mm. a third eye on your ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is clean. <clears throat> that was Full a, spectrum clean. That's a problem with a lot of people with COVID is uh, people who vaped. You buy cheap vape oil and you don't know how they're making it. And there's a lot of kids that are vaping all the time and they're damaging their lungs. Bro, if there's one thing I spend money on, this is, my <clears throat> is what goes into my lungs is what the, the hash I don't give a fuck about much, but I care about hash. Mm, I understand. I'm not even talking about that kind of vape. I'm talking about tobacco vaping. Oh, tobacco. Yeah, that shit's nasty. It is nasty, but it's also dangerous. There's a lot of kids that are out there vaping, and they think it's better than cigarette smoking, and they're doing a lot of damage to themselves. Well, it's, they're doing tricks now. When you, when you, once you're able to start doing tricks with something, you shouldn't do it. What kind of tricks? Well, they fucking blow. They take the smoke. And then they blow it into a big circle and they jump through it and they do all... <laughs> you never seen this shit? <laughs> no. It's like fucking champion vape fucking <laughs> oh, no. acrobatics and athletics. Oh, no. It's crazy. So, like, breakdance vaping? Yeah. breakdance vaping, fucking... There's this one... I don't know what to call him, but there's this one dude... He's fucking blowing things all over the place and then he like... Yeah, this fucking guy... <laughs> This fucking look at oh, this. Oh, this is insane. What is he doing? Whatever he's doing is awesome. It's awesome, but what is he smoking? What is Who that? is this guy? Amazing vape trip. Yo, he just trip, threw a fucking hot dugan. Bro, he's got 24 million videos or a million views on this yeah, video. Yeah, bro, he just threw a fucking hot dugan with the smoke. Wow. Yeah, How old see? is this kid? He looks like he's 12. And I we I'd let's let's check his How lung old capacity. Is he? Yeah, I he might be, I don't know. He looks very young. It's amazing what he's doing yeah, though. This is next level. That's next level. He's got three million subscribers. Well, he's got twenty-four million views on this video, man. What so, is, like I this, said, once you name, sh- Jamie, once Austin, you start doing v. this, you shouldn't do this. V Austin L. I wonder if he lives in Austin. Look, you got fucking. There's a picture. There's an Arnold 
training video under there Bro, too. Look at that. That's you're wild. telling me that there's an amazing vape trick and then an Arnold training video, or is that just your algorithm? I was yeah, with you. Oh, oh, go go back, go back, go back. What did he do? He just did it like a dragon. Back up. Look at that. Whoa. He curled his mouth. Listen, I was with you up until I saw the video. Now I'm on his side. <laughs> <laughs> look how much he's had to smoke to get all these. Listen, I'm, I'm this, definitely entertained. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> look, oh, look at that. That was a sick fuck. That's amazing. Listen. See, that's heady as fuck. This kid's from another planet. You know what? I like it now. Yeah, I'm with him. I'm actually, I'm he, into it now. He's a magician. Fuck it. Look at this. Come on, man. Look what he's doing. Damn, that this was is crazy. good. The rotation on that bottom all one of was it. nuts. Bro, this guy's Doctor Strange. My lord. When does right? this end or does he keep going? Does he have more? He's Benedict Bro, Cumberpatch. What's his Damn, name? Damn, he yeah, has a lot of fucking moves. Benedict Cumberbatch? Mm -hmm. Is that it? Patch or Batch? Batch. He's Doctor Strange, man. Whoa. Whoa. Come no, on. come on. Come on. This kid's amazing. He has an Ivizu sweatshirt on. Meanwhile, take that kid for a jog. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> Yeah, if he did what we did today, he'd be like, oh, come on, there's no chance. He's got pretty good knowledge of uh, wind current. How do you contest? How, how do you do that? That's a jelly fucking champion over here. Bro, he's a fucking weatherman. Look at this shit. This is nuts. Come on, this kid's amazing. I want to hire him for a birthday party. <laughs> you know what? 30 seconds. Yo, I okay. swear to you, one of what these fucking got? kids would love that shit. These kids would freak out with the phone. They would be filming it Look nonstop. He's a star. He. This guy's a star. Yeah, he is a this star. Is a, this is a celebrity right here. Oh, yeah, in my but this eyes. Is, but it's, it's fucking crazy what a celebrity is, right? This is a celebrity. Yeah. I fuck with, I like this. Now. I like it. Austin Lawrence, that's his name. This videos. is crazy. Lots of vape videos. Jesus Christ. Lots and lots of How videos. How much, imagine his parents, like, stop vaping. Like, Mom, I'm telling you, I'm on to something. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and stop vaping. My God. Get out of your room. Oh, he's got different color vapes. Oh, what is this? Nah, what have we here? Hold on. Healthy. Look at the size of that. See now, robot see now I'm, I'm back. On. I'm back on it. I'm not. Right. I don't like it anymore. But hold, please. Look at <laughs> this. Come on. He's got purple haze, like legit purple haze. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. As a Hendrix fan. I mean, this is unbelievable. Look, he's got green shit. Look at. That's the, the aliens are gonna come and talk to him first. Look at that Look thing. At that I wish thing. I had that contraption for mm. my hash. If you did, you wouldn't be here right now. You'd be hovering. <laughs> Look at this shit. This is wild, man. Yo, what is that? I have to learn what that company is. I think he built it like a fucking... That's a... He built... Oh, he's got yellow like shit, Like he did too. the computers. Yeah, look at he him. He built the vape. Come on, man. I think look those are this. all different pieces from different vapes. Do you think he gets pussy from this? No. What yes. about this? Yes, 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 he does. <laughs> yes, he does. 100%. Whatever he wants, he gets. Girls are mesmerized. No, 100% he gets pussy from that yeah. because it's, you get it for all kinds of weird things. Yeah. That is a, that's an art form. Yeah. It's just a weird one that nobody ever thought was an art form before. He made me want to hit the vape. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to try to do some of that? Let me sh Show me something. Show me something. You must have learned something. <laughs> it didn't work. You need one of those robot dicks like he's got. Those big fat boys. Those big, that thing was like, like a lunchbox. Yeah, it was a cell phone. That thing was huge. Fucking bastard, man. They that make those. There used to be a store near me in uh, in California that, that had all these vape constraps. Remember we had that one big one that some dude sent me? It was huge. 
Remember that thing? Yeah, I remember trying to put it together. <laughs> it was like this. When you have to start putting together the vape. <laughs> yeah. Don't send me anything I have to put together. Oh, bro. what is this? I, just, I was trying to, the forced creativity he's going to have to go through now because he's stuck in. Oh, I'm because he's going to keep doing this? Yeah, I mean, he's going to get really creative at what he's doing. Which oh, is... now he's doing special effects, though. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm a bit skeptical. This yeah, and I don't like but... this. I don't like this. All right. You know how everyone does, like, collabs now? How he's going to start having? showing up in other people's uh, videos. 2.8 million followers on his Instagram channel. <laughs> he's going to start showing up in, like, bodybuilding videos and just <laughs> fucking in the background of cooking shows and shit. Yeah. He's going to just add atmosphere. Yeah, he's just going to be there now. Maybe you can have him in the back of your shows. Like when you go back on stage, oh my you're god, on stage now rapping, I'm gonna add him behind you. Yes, what I really wanted to do, I was gonna add in some kettlebell work, get the mouth. crowd into some kettlebell work on, mm. on stage. Okay, a flow, yeah, I get it. Maybe a yeah. mace flow, a nice mace flow. <laughs> yeah, that fucking dude in there. You ever thought about cooking on stage while you're rapping? Have a of little, course. a little a Weber a... right by the side of stage. Well, see. The we- I would have Smell to be outdoor. Yeah, it would have to be outdoor with the Weber. Right. The, you know, maybe it- some South by Southwest shit. Do uh, it out here. I would love that. All right, Zilker Park. Let's go. Mm. Let's do it. Right. You should do that. Would be something that you literally could pull off, like a gigantic cookout slash. Because as a chef slash rapper. Like, you're a legit chef and a legit rapper. You could do that. You could have a show where people are outside barbecuing and doing music at the same time. Yeah, I wanted to do like a little fest, like a Fuck That's Delicious festival. Have all my favorite people around that cook. Yeah. Have amazing acts. Have a little uh, expose on olive oil on different things, like a little class people could take. A little, you know, 10-minute rotating class. Yes. You know, just like a little fun fun day. We could shoot the fucking balloon, the, shoot the clown in the mouth. <laughs> you have more energy now to do shit, too. It's like you'll have more enthusiasm to do shit because your body's healthy. You're right. You know what? When I was on stage at 300 and whatever pounds, I was still good. My lung capacity was unbelievable. Yeah. But... I would be chilling in the room, smoking all day, sitting there eating. I wouldn't be active. There would be nothing else going on. Now I fucking want to do things. I'm bringing my bodyboard to Portugal when I go to the show because I'm going to fucking shred. There's no doubt about that. Like, I'm in the ocean when it's snowing. Like, Freezing cold. I, I saw that. My man fucking Will, my man Will Scootin, We he has this spot in the American Dream Mall in, um, in Jersey. It's like that mall in... Minnesota, the big one with uh-huh. the roller coasters and shit. There's a water park in there. <laughs> Look at me catching shade right there. <sighs> That's I'm, fu- crazy. I'm fucking tubular right there. That's, That's what tubular is. That's at a mall? That's in a fucking mall. In New Jersey. In New Jersey, in a fucking mall. New Jersey doesn't After get hours. respect. Yeah. After hours. That was probably like 11 p.m. New Jersey just... People think of New Jersey in a very negative way. It's not. It's not fair. Oh, yeah, watch that one. Look at this. Scoop. Ooh. The whole point is just going and just letting the wave go over your head. You think you're eventually going to move to surfing? Nah, I'm I'm not made to stand up. I'm made to lay. <laughs> yeah, I'm made to go head first, man. I'm head first. Yeah, but you do I'm like all a these fucking crocodile. Different... <laughs> Straight up. I'm El Cocodrilo. Did you see that video of this fucking idiot who's got food in his mouth for a fish? And he's dangling into the water and the fish jumps up and hits the food and knocks him out cold and he falls <laughs> nah, in the tank? No, like a fucking arapaima? Yeah, um who has That big it? ass fish? 
I think Mike uh, Robin Black has it on his uh, Instagram. I got it. Bro, it's the most ridiculous shit ever. This look at this, look at this, look at this. So this dude is in there. Watch this. The fish bang. <laughs> look. Bro, he's out cold. Bro, that is like a fucking arapaima. That's a catfish, right? What was that? An arapaima is an enormous fish. That, oh, he was, oh, he was fucking around. around. He was fucking no, around. No, he said he was knocked out. No, did he? That's what he said. He said I got knocked out. I watched the video a few times to see what. Do, do it and one more time. And he woke up underwater. Do it one more time. Oh, this is a, every wheel kick oh, finish yeah, in the UFC. Oh yeah, this one's a tough one. Here it goes. Watch it one more time. <laughs> no, man, I'm telling you, he ain't faking it. He went stiff. Yeah. He, I don't know. Yeah, he woke up. He woke up. Okay, that dude's got Flash a glass knockout. jaw. Damn. He's got a glass jaw. Listen to me, son. Don't ever fight. Holy shit. <clears throat> if a fish can knock you out, that's a two-inch punch. Don't. Don't fight. No fighting for you. But the other thing is, like, the things that knock you out are things you don't see coming. Of course. And he definitely didn't see that coming because he had a mask on his eyes. Why would he wear... He's a schmuck. Well, he's a kid. I was a schmuck when I was his age, too. I'm still a schmuck. Yeah, I would have done the exact same thing. But I would have taken it right on the chin. (laughs) Not have been fine. Not from the fish. You're not going down from the fucking (laughs) fish, bro. Come on. That's crazy. I mean, maybe everybody gets knocked out by that fish. Like, you got to think, like, how fast watch River Monsters? I do watch River Monsters. Bro, it's one of my favorite things in life. How man. about that dude? He made a living fishing. He's an amazing fisherman, though. He is. He should be famous. That guy should be famous. Just fishing on TV. Not even a really good-looking guy. Got kind of fucked He's up interesting-looking. Very interesting. That's what I'm saying. That that's yeah. you don't need. I don't want you to be good-looking. I right. want you to be interesting-looking. It's unique. He has a fucking good beard. character. His character, his voice, his character. There he is. Look at this man. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah look at him. Actually, he's pretty good-looking. He's I not bad. Shut the fuck up. He's not bad. Look at that fish he's catching. He goes all... Look at that fucking thing in the upper right-hand corner, Jamie. What is that? That's fucking next level. Jesus Holy Christ. Holy shit. I know what that is, and I forget. That's definitely in the Amazon. That's this, that's this, or is that in this, Thailand? Uh, what is that thing? Photoshopped. No, 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 that's no, no, no. No, no, no I mean, it's just with colors. It's the same fish. Right. But I think it's that that's what it looks like. It's the teeth that get me. What I forget what that thing's called. What is that thing called? See if it, it it shows you. Oh my God, that's amazing looking. That's amazing looking. Like alligator gar or some shit like yeah. that. Is that what it is? Alligator gar? No, no, no. It's not an alligator gar. It's uh, that, I think that's a South American fish. I forget what it's called though. Fuck, tiger fish. That's it. God, that's so is simple. It? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a tiger, tiger fish. Tiger fish. Yeah, that's what. Definitely Look at what the teeth is. on that fucking my thing. My God. What a what a world they live in. No heart, no warmth. Yeah. They don't take care of their kids. And they all have fucked up teeth. <laughs> it's like fucking Britain. <clears throat> they they eat their their young too. They like they'll eat other people's young. Like it's a weird world, the world of fish, because there's no there's no love in the fish world. You know, yeah. there's no cuddling. Like if you see bears playing, like there's a video that I watched the other day of this mama bear and her cubs, and the mama bear sitting on literally on the side of a road on a highway. She just squats down like this. Like sitting there, and the cubs are sucking on her tummy, and you're watching them suck on her, her nipples. Like this is there's love in the animal world, you know, but not in the fish world. No, that's what mothers do. They will feed. I mean, a good mother will feed their baby anywhere. They anywhere. pull the tit out. It don't matter. They don't give a shit because the tit no longer is an object of sexual lust. It's yeah. an object of nurture. Right. What a weird trick that is. It's they fucking. It's just like the three card Monty. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> 
the fucking guy over in Harlem with yeah, the fucking here it is, thing here playing it is. games. Look, she's just sitting there, and they're just sucking on her nipples, and she's just chilling. But there's something about that, like mammals. Like that's one of the reasons why grizzlies are so dangerous to hikers. It's usually not males. It's usually females that, unless you scare animals a male, in general, right? Like those. It's usually like the female cat. The female large Oftentimes, cats, yeah, the, the, the issue. Like that mountain lion video that we showed the other day where this mountain lion's chasing after this jogger. It's because it was a female mountain lion and she had cubs. Of course. The same thing with grizzlies. If Most of the time when there's a grizzly attack, it's either one of two things. Either you startle the bear and it didn't know you were there and you're too close to the bear and the bear just decides to attack. Or it's a female that has cubs and she just decides you're too fucking close and she attacks and fucks you up. That's usually what it is. But it's because they love their babies. So much. That's what's weird. It's weird, so man. So much. There's a weird connection in animals that just doesn't seem to exist in lizards. It doesn't exist in snakes. It doesn't exist in fish. No. Like, they don't give a fuck about their kids. Yeah, they're solitary. They just have them and yeah. fucking fend for themselves. They shit them out in the ocean. Just yeah. get out of here. You just fucking figure it out. Where, who who yeah. the fuck knows where they go? And they have a hundred of them because they know only ten of them are going to make it. What about the turtles? Oh, the worst. The fucking sea turtles when they go to the place and they all come out at the same time and then the birds come down snatch them up some of them yeah they get snatched it's crazy watching very few make them very few but it's such a sad way that nature played a trick on them to make sure there's not too many turtles nature looked at and went hmm you're born with a shell like you got you got a built-in armor and you live to be like what a thousand yeah there's very there's very few of them and nature's like rare "Hmm, we gotta make it hard for you to make it Real hard. When you're little, everybody wants to fuck you up. Sharks fuck them up. You know what really fucks up turtles? Alligators and crocodiles. Crocodiles just eat turtles. They don't give yeah, a shit about your shell. Yeah, they just it's go. Like, it's, like a, it's like an asshole with pistachio nuts. He's too lazy to crack them open. He just bites down. Bro, the best, the best thing. Every time I think about a pistachio, I think about the naked gun. You ever seen that scene, fucking Leslie Nielsen and the other detective in the car with the red pistachios, and they just start building up into the car? <laughs> I forgot about that scene. Bro, the naked gun. That's, these are underrated comedies. I grew up with these comedies. The Wasn't naked OJ gun. Was O.J. Simpson in that? Yeah. 100%. Nordberg. His name was OJ. Nordberg. Back in the day. Man, he, he got fucking shot. He, he, like, he got injured so much every time. Like, it was a comedic injury. He would get fucked. He'd put his hands down on the thing. He'd get burned. Ah! Would you have then dinner? Then he would go that way. He'd get fucking shot. Would you have dinner with O.J. Simpson? Why not? Why not? Where? Uh, somewhere where no one's gonna depends. take pictures of it you. Depends. It depends on where. <laughs> look at it's him. Nordberg. Yeah. yeah. Look at Who's him. Who's that? He's the man. But this is the type of shit I grew up on. My yeah. grandfather was like, fucking fan of this stuff. Well, this is the, all came out of Airplane, right? Airplane yeah, exactly. was like the first. Mel Brooks. The first of those silly movies. I tried to get my kids to watch uh, the Marx Brothers Duck Soup last night. I said, let's just watch the preview. Just watch, like, the. Just see what it is. Oh, my God. It's impossible. They were like, what the fuck are you making me watch? (laughs) Yeah, they don't like shit. Kids don't like shit. But I was just trying to. I was just trying to show them. I was just trying to say, listen, this is the things that people thought were funny in 1933. Like, you have to understand, this is before World War II. This is a weird, weird, weird time to be alive. How old you, How old was the baby? The, they were 12 and 10. Oh, yeah. They were okay. sitting down with them. At that time, probably. Well, they, it was all of them. A little bit so. older. A little bit older, they'll understand. No, no, more. no. Man, my 24-year-old was there, too, and she didn't get it she either. Didn't give she a was shit. like, what the fuck is Fuck this? that. <laughs> Look at them. I mean, the Marx Brothers, it's so weird when you watch, like, what was comedy back then. 
I mean, it's kind of, it's amusing, I guess. It's kind of amusing. And it's more interesting than anything because I'm watching these guys and I'm like, if one of these guys got sick, they're basically dead. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I know that's a fucked up thing to think of, but that's why if they break their leg, they're basically dead. If they get, you know, some cancer, no one's going to detect it. With the fucking some... polio. They used to oh, fucking get lots yeah. of polio back oh, then, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's fucked up. For real. But, like, when you watch these uh, these clips of these these old, old, old movies, you go, wow, I just, I, I just, it's not that long ago, man. It's really We're, not. It's not even 100 years ago. So you go back 100 years ago, people didn't know what the fuck was going on. They had this sort of very rudimentary understanding of like what was interesting or entertaining and then you see how limited culture was because the, the kind of jokes that they laughed at it showed you how suppressed people are and how you know people it was a hard time no one was fat that's the other thing if you see a guy with a belly it's it's very rare like a, a, a regular a fat guy back then was like a regular guy today. Yeah, they were like shocking. It was like a yeah. circus act. Yeah, like every look at his what fake is mustache. That is so bad. It's a fake mustache. <laughs> I never knew it was that bad. Yeah, it looks oh, like it's painted man. on. Did he ever have a real mustache? I don't know. That looks so goofy. That looks just like paint. That's weird. Yeah. Did he sometimes have a regular mustache? I I, I thought I thought he did. This is the first time. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, that is weird. You that know he did what? That. This is one of those times where you think something's something and it's not. Years later, what's that shit <laughs> the like? Mandela the fucking effect. yeah, Berenstein Bears. Yes, yes, it's that. Yes. That just happened. I go to that one. Look, that's paint. It's paint. That's paint. It's Groucho Marx mustache was paint. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking asshole! I can't believe. It. <laughs> Look at that. Look that's at so weird. Shit. Okay, go to Groucho. That's crazy. Look at that. That's paint. His lip is painted. Imagine if you're on his show and you're like, hey, Groucho, nice to meet you. What the fuck, man? That's paint? He looks like that... some fucking weirdo dude walking around the Bronx that I know. Like, he just fucking paints his mustache on. He's like fucking Hollywood Hogan. Look at his eyebrows, too. Yeah. His eyebrows are pretty thin, and he painted them thick and fat. Bro, that's weird. I've never seen that before. I never noticed it. That's NWO Hollywood Hogan right there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that one. Is that the same thing? Yeah, and that yeah, one up top? Yeah. It's all painted? It's just like always? It's so smaller and you know, so, fidelity is not good. Right. So the images were so low quality that you could get away with it back then. So he could walk around with paint on his lip. Mm -hmm. So let's see like a but picture of But I love of the vibe of, like, the, of the poster, of the art. I love the art. That shit is amazing. But go with Groucho. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Go with Groucho Marx. You bet your life. Okay. That was when he was, um, when he was hosting that game show. So Natty, there he has. Looks like a real mustache and real. Yeah. So he's older. He gave up on the. They paint. were like, "Listen, bro, <laughs> just fucking grow that shit." Yeah. So that's Cut real. Cut the bullshit. But look how small it is in comparison. Look how small his eyebrows are. That was as he got older. He gave up. It looks like Dolly. Well, I think cameras got better too. He's like, mm, shit, I got to grow a real mustache. Little... You Bro, know what? That, that looks, looks like pussy looks hair. Like that looks like pussy hair. <laughs> straight up what that looks like. Soft pussy hair. That's Dude. ridiculous. He probably went through a bunch of different versions of the fake mustache. Let's see what that one is. Yeah, that looks fake as fuck. That looks like he glued a mustache on his lip. Because look, his lip goes down, the mustache goes up. What mm -hmm. is that? What's that gap? Yeah. That's, That's not... so weird. That's a fake mustache. 
I had to do a scene once in a show where they gave me a fake mustache. It feels so weird. It's like because it stiffens your upper lip. <laughs> doesn't move right. Like You don't feel like you're talking good. Yeah, look at those old ones. That's what he really looked like with that. Oh, that guy, that's probably why. See, he could slip around. Mm -hmm. So if he got rid of the eyebrows and got rid of the fake mustache, that dude could go anywhere. He had look looks. He had lots of looks. He's a handsome fellow. But look at that. That's gross. It's Turkish there. That's so weird. It's it's almost like, like how did, go to the one in the middle where it's really ridiculous at the up top. Yeah. Look at that one. That's crazy. Look how <laughs> fake that looks. That's so stupid. I can't believe I didn't know that until this moment. What Did you ever try and show your kids Mr. Bean? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, my fucking I Lord. I used to that. crack up at Mr. Bean, bro. How high were you, though? I wasn't high. This was when I was a kid. I must have been <laughs> already high. You know, I was the fucked up. Because Mr. Bean used to make me fucking cry. You know what used to make why. me laugh that should never make anybody laugh is Ernest. Like er <laughs> Ernest, Ernest goes, goes to, to jail. Ernest, Ernest goes, goes to <laughs> summer camp. Yeah, I, I was talking about that with someone the other day. Ernest. Did Ernest start? I feel like Ernest started out doing commercials. I feel like that was like a character, Probably. like a like the fucking Verizon guy or something like that. Don't doesn't that happen after? I think after he you've started, done a couple of bullshit movies. or something? I don't know, but it, maybe I'm doing the Bernstein Bears things. Where isn't Ernest the first Larry the Cable dude? No, like that type of vibe. No, 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 no. But he was yeah, like a character a where it was like continuous Ernest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that, but. Larry the Cable Guy is like a legit comic. Like, what is a what was the commercial? It was in. It says uh, first commercial featuring the character advertising appearance by the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders at Beach Bend Park, an amusement park in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh huh. Larry the Cable Guy is, a, is like a, is a real comic. Yeah, yeah. Well, his name's Dan Whitney. This is his real name, and there's a there's but he a, does uh, he goes as Dan Whitney and does no. uh, so he's fucking Larry the he does only Larry the Cable Guy now. But he started out as Dan Whitney. And there's some video of him doing Dan Whitney and it's old 1980s comedy where he had the pants that go up real high, yeah, like yeah, yeah, Cavaricis yeah. and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good comic, like a decent comic as a regular comic. But yeah. then he found his niche. What really took him over the top. Larry the Cable Guy. Well, he was a, this is what it was. He My started Lord. out a guy who would be uh, a regular on a radio show. So he would do this character Stick, on a radio yeah. show, Larry the Cable Guy. But he was—he—he's a funny writer. Larry's a really good writer, or Dan's a really good writer. So Dan wrote these bits for this character and wound up taking off. And then he started doing stand-up with it. I met Dan way back in the day, like 1990, fucking two or some shit, like in Montreal. We were at the comedy festival at the same time together, Man. and Dan was like—he was just a normal dude who did this Larry the Cable Guy character. And this, but this, it was funny, man. He's a good writer. He's a really funny writer. Like he wrote for this character, and it was some funny shit. And then he's like, "Why am I being Dan Whitney? I'm just hang out and be this guy." And then it's fucking, he's, he was right on. He was yeah. spot on with it. Yeah, and he just became that dude. He was right for the time in this country. We well, you know Dice Clay. Yeah, Dice Clay used to be Andrew Silverstein. And then he chucked that. This he is what like, happened. This. Dice had a bunch of different characters. He's Jewish? He's Jewish. And Dice had a bunch of different characters that he used to do on stage. He had uh he he does phenomenal impressions. Like off the charts. John Travolta, Robert De Niro, Tony Danza. He did, did all these impressions. And at the end he would do this this act. He had his act. And then at the end of his act, he would do the Dice Man. He would do this character and he would sing these 
who would do these nursery rhymes. And the character just fucking exploded. It's mm-hmm. like he was funny, and then all of a sudden, boom, he went nuclear at the end. And then he decided, why don't I just stick with this one fucking character and do my whole act like that? And Smart. then he became the Dice Man. And he was legitimately the first comedian that sold out arenas, like football arenas. Like the Garden? Yeah, like the fucking Nassau Coliseum. Oh, wow. Like enormous places. And he sold out hundreds of them. Like Dice never has to work again for the rest of his life. And now he just goes to the gym and makes silly videos. He does like with my- He's pretty big. He's pretty, he works out a lot. He stays fit. Is he on GH? I don't know what he's on. Why don't you ask him? I don't know. Him. <laughs> I fucking know him. I'm you, just curious. Are you trying to talk about Camille Nanjiani? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually was, bro. That was fucking unbelievable. He looks good, man. He looks like Wolverine. He does. He does. He does. He looks like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> See, we were talking about his legs, though. We have to do something about his legs. Camille, talk to me. We got to get you on some squats. Bruh. Um, that's, uh, not good. The calves is ridiculous. Bruh. But his arms are fucking redonkulous. Yeah. There's a picture of him, a more recent one, no mask, of him walking, uh, out of somewhere, and, uh, he has a tank top on. Well, who like, is this guy again? shit. He's an, he's a comic and an actor. And he, uh, used oh, to be- Oh, that, I've fucking seen him before. That yeah. was- Now that's Full him. transformation. Full transformation. And people are mad at him. My mind is blown now. They're mad no, at it him. It all just clicked right now. I'm sorry. They're mad at him that he looks sexy. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. And like, he took steroids. I don't like it. Well, if you took nah, steroids creatine. and did what he did. No, I think <laughs> I think he took steroids. I'm going to be honest with you. He's in his 40s. Will Listen. he say he did? Because a real know. motherfucker will say they did. Oh. Like, yeah, I'm on some shit. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't understand people that don't say they're on some shit. I always tell people I do some shit. I've always done some shit. I've been doing some shit since the since I was in my thirties. As soon as my hormones started to drop, I was like, "There he is. That's the picture." Like, Ooh. get the fuck he's out of here. Jacked up. He's Look at those jack, shoulders, bro. Jackmified. And I think he's probably coming straight from the gym, so he's got a nice pump. But come on, son. How old is he? Forty. He's in his forties. Oh yeah, he got his man strength. Listen, that's he, man muscle now. That's like mature muscle that builds. That's trend. Yeah, <laughs> that, he's he's getting that shit from a needle. There's no, the, bro. That's one hundred percent. And I don't hate talk it. about fucking trend. When yeah. I was like twenty three, my boy made trend. He was we live like in he lives in the project. Yo, he, in the project in the projects, <laughs> and we shot it, and it was crazy. What is he a, a chemist? No, he's a fucking he's a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> Now he's talking about truck driver meth. He's got truck driver trend. <laughs> it, I remember the bottle. It had a fucking juiced up fucking... Uh, like a horse? No, no, no. It had SpongeBob juiced <laughs> up on it. No. 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 It was like no, so no, no. yellow. It was crazy. I, oh I don't even God. know what it was, but we shot a bunch of shit. Who the hell knows? Oh, my God. it's That's hilarious. I remember shooting juice in the street. Like Really? Yeah, in the street? We, bro, we would go to this place called... Platinum Gym, 24 hours on Queens Boulevard. <laughs> we would come out of the gym. I'd have the fucking needle loaded up in the car. We would just go around back. Yeah, we'd fucking have the music on. Like Mob Deep would be played. Fucking shoot me in the ass. <laughs> I'd shoot him in the fucking ass. And that's it. Mob Deep's on it. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. Good old days. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a touchy subject with some <laughs> folks. They don't they don't think you should ever do it. They don't yeah. think you should ever do anything. And even testosterone replacement. 
They're like, I get my testosterone from my balls, bro. Yeah, right. I get it from my balls, bro. Yeah, well, okay. When, when you get into your 50s and 60s and then your 70s, it's not your balls are not going to work so good, and you can make a choice. You can either you know, go with science and get it replaced, and you feel way better, and you're way stronger, and your immune system's better, and your brain works better, and you feel happier, or not. It's up to you. Do you, boo. You do you. <laughs> You That's do it. you. They do them. Yeah, just you That's do it. you. Don't worry about it. But the thing about Camille is he used to be, you know, one of those alt guys. He was like a slim, you know, regular guy that didn't look like he really worked out or lifted weights. And then he became this guy who looks like a superhero. But he's playing a superhero in a movie. That's oh, what so, he's doing. But he fucking unlocked his genetics. Kind of? No? Go to the before pick. I'm looking for, uh, yeah, there's an article that says, no, you don't have to do steroids to look like this. And Listen to like, me. Yes, you do. Fucking out of them Whoever wrote that article is a fan of his or one of them Listen. alt kids that doesn't want to believe in Santa Claus. Bro, I grew up reading muscular <laughs> development. Mm -hmm. Listen, they he's told in his it 40s. to you straight. Greg Valentino told it to you straight. Remember that dude oh, with yeah, the huge yeah, yeah. arms? Well, he had, he had the inject synthol? synthol in his arms, make them like balloons. Yeah. Fucked up, but he would well, tell you the real. Well, most of those guys and most now. Of they would tell you it. the real shit. I had Ronnie Coleman on. Who's I love Ronnie. One of the all time. I greats. made him a steak. Did you really? Yeah. Where? At my show. Wow. On the Untitled show. I had him on. I fucking walked him out. I put him in the chair. And I made a mistake from Peter Lugas that they oh. gave me. I made it for him, and he ate two of them. <laughs> it was an honor. I love Ronnie. It is an honor. So, okay. Now, that picture on the right is also what Yo, he used to look it. like. He's, he's, he's even better looking than that now. He looks better than that now. He's sick. He's yeah. fucking ripped. I love shredded. it. For me, that's looks my look. I need, you need hair on you and shit like that and fucking ripped underneath like a like a Russian wrestler. What people are said about is the look of his face. Like his Zangief. Face if you look at that picture. His face has changed. Right, that, there you see what his face looks like now. Like yeah. it's. It's He's called, got muscles in his face. And then you go nah, to that one. No, that's called, you know what yeah, that's called. Yeah, that one right there. Go to that, no, the one above it, Jamie. That's the, called yeah, growth look. face. Yeah, it's also, you, you because work there's your muscles. muscles. Yeah, there's muscles in your face. In your jaw, especially when you're clamping down, lifting weights. Of course. You develop, I actually work my jaw out. I have this jaw. It's of like, course. I forget what the uh, the thing is Is it called. like a mouthpiece? No, it's like, it, it looks like a ball that's been cut in half. And I put it in my, my teeth like this, and I go like this. It's just I do reps. Yeah. I do reps with my jaw. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really good for you. Of course. It's all. I mean, part of me is like, you really should have a strong jaw in case somebody punches you. Yeah. Not that anybody's gonna punch no, you. No, but, but I'm saying. But it's a thing. Of but course, that's it's the also, knockout mechanism right there is where you get touched. There's something about jaw strength that correlates to total body strength. I don't understand it totally, but I've re I read this thing about it. I was like, well, what is the what are the benefits of like working out with your jaw? If you can't find what the thing is, I can find it on my uh, no, I Amazon. The, the the guy who sells it on TikTok, they like they put filters on his face to. Damn, bro, that was the oh, dude. He was in that fucking movie I just seen, man. This fight. Oh, you seen him before when he was skinny? Yeah, yeah. and that's what's fucking blowing my mind now because I wouldn't charged. have recognized him now. His face changed. Yeah, it changed. That's a lot of test and probably some other shit too. Um, you're talking about the guy who only works out his jaw and he's got these preposterous muscles. That's what I was trying to, uh, this is yes. what you're talking about, right? Yes, it's exactly what I have. What is it called? 
Jaws. Jaws or size. That's what it's called. So I have one of those. I mean, that's that's also for like anti-aging, I would imagine, to try and keep your skin tight. It's just really good for your face muscles, too. Um, But it's just. But you see a lot of motherfuckers with droopy faces. Yes. You don't want no fucking droopy face. That's what I'm saying. I don't want a droopy face. Nah, fuck but that. I think there's also some like health benefits of having a strong jaw. What it, see see if like you can find out what are the health benefits of jaws or size. I know I read something about it that that I think I was high when I ordered it though. I'm gonna be honest with you. You order shit on like ever off Instagram when you're stoned. Sometimes yeah. I just ordered some pulley. I seen oh, a workout pulley? Come on, though. I've just seen it on Instagram. I was like, let's get this. Yeah. How is it? Is it any good? I haven't even used it yet. Oh. I used it at the gym, and it's pretty fucking sick, actually, because it, it gives you that dead weight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's only one pulley pulling the weight, so it's just one thing. It's pretty, I've ordered some good shit Pretty good Instagram. I can't remember any of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember getting some of the things. I'm like, I'm happy with this purchase. I used to order a lot of shit. All fucking like we got the super slicer. You remember the super slicer mm-hmm. back in the day? Yeah, it was like a mandolin that you could make fries. You could cut the <laughs> onion. You could do the, so much. But the fucking the Foreman grill was like the best invention. It shit's better than the iPhone, I think. Foreman grill is a jamming grill. Come on, it's, it's the legit. Best fucking thing in the, the world. The thing is, it was the best thing. You it's could, very legit. It was so good. Yeah, it was so it's especially so if you let it heat up. Oh. You, you crank it up? Good yes, you get that good you know. sear. You can make a nice meal with a foreman grill. You really can. Like, if you live in a small You're apartment. You're preaching to the choir. I yeah. love that shit. You I've can. been talking about the foreman grill. Everyone thinks I'm joking. No. I love that fucking thing. Yeah. You don't need expensive stuff to cook great food. You really don't. Mm-mm. Like, look at that little grill, that little Weber grill. I have one of those little ones. It's like, if you have two steaks, that's all you need. That's This little 12-inch Weber grill. Man. I'm just that trying like to 30 be, bucks. <clears throat> I'm just trying to do wilderness cooking. Mm. I'm literally just trying to cook in the wilderness. You know what I love about that Weber too? Mm. It doesn't weigh <laughs> anything. That weighs nothing. Weighs nothing. Put it right in the car. You can throw it. You it throw weighs nothing. It. You put it right in yeah. the car, it cools down in less than, you know, five minutes, you're good to go. Yeah. Just dump the coals out. Yes. And it's just it's so portable. It's like if you think about portable grills, what's more portable than that little twelve inch Weber? It's fucking perfect. And, and even you could get crazy with the eighteen. Yeah. Even that's not unrealistic not that in the Cherokee. Yeah. No, no. It's easy. And then the other thing is like realistically, when you're cooking with fire and wood, if you got lump charcoal, that's wood, right? That's, that's wood. just wood. That's wood. It's wood that's turned into charcoal. So, so it's prepped just for you. Fire and wood, so you get that nice smoky feeling. It's a it's beautiful. Ah, it's bad, beautiful man. to cook barbarically. Yes. I love primal cooking. I love mm. fire. I love that shit. It's healthier for you, too. It feels good. It does feel good. Cooking you over feel, fire feels good. Vegetables over fire taste better. Mm. It tastes like mm, it's wholesome. It tastes fucking good. Well, that's why I love pellet grills, too, because even though it's complicated and it's digital and there's engineering involved, I haven't it's used really this one just, yet. I haven't used them. I have a Traeger, man. I swear by I, it. Everyone swears, but I have They're heard so of so good. Much. I've had one for years. They, this is the thing about them. They maintain the perfect temperature. Like, if you're one of those dudes who wants to be there and work it and you want to make sure that you're stoking the coals. I'm kind of that guy. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. I'm kind of that guy. But if you're one of those dudes that wants to do a brisket for eight hours and, just let and it never chill. sweat it at yeah. all, 
you have a thermometer that goes into the meat, gives you the exact temperature. It shows up on your phone. Your phone's telling you what me- what temperature your food is. And it tells and you how much pellet to put in. You don't exactly. have to ever check pellets. Not, the pellets go for days. Are you serious? For days. You could cook for 40 hours with I've one hopper I've literally seen people that pellets. don't know how to cook fucking pull off tremendous looking meals yes. on Instagram. Yes. From and what I've seen. At the end of the day, it's still just fire and wood. Or just That's all it is. It's, it's these just, pellets or wood. It's just down to a science of the timings. They make the pellets out of like, if you were going to make this desk, like this is all solid oak, somebody had to cut this with a saw. The sawdust, they take that sawdust and compress it. it. That's it. And it goes through the, it hits the heating element, catches fire. That's how your food cooks. But there's something very satisfying about being there over the coals. For real. Like having those coals and Making the fire, yeah, like stoking it and getting everything and it you know what just, I got recently? I got one of them Argentine grills. Uh, crank, 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 uh, crank. It raises and lowers. Uh, uh, so you're I speaking my language. I love that fucking I, thing. Logs man. and with the yes. bracero, and you light the logs on fire. I love and that. then the, the ashes come down. You scrape them underneath. That's with so a, good. Uh, it's so much work, but it's so It's exciting. so much work, but when you... It's, 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 it's a ritual. Yes. It's one of those things. It's like you gather your people, and you fucking feed them yes. off this crazy contraption that someone else hand mm, built for you yes. you know what i mean like all the hand built love that goes yes. into things and the passion it really counts for something yeah and there's something about i think there's something about cooking over fire that like sparks up your dna like when I, every time i've been camping and we cook over you know get one of them little grills yeah, and put man. it down over the fire there's something about cooking over fire that gets those caveman genes fired up like those old ancient genes like oh we were successful we got food our family's gonna stay alive it's like an exciting thing too because you're right success in life was not guaranteed back then so when you cook over fire i think it sparks something in your brain particularly for men like women don't seem to get that excited about cooking over a fire no, they don't give a shit but men do they right? do why is that what is that? It does spark something, and I'll say this. I was never fucking excited about going camping, but once I went there, once I was there, it was like the times of my life. Yeah. You know, like I had a great time, and you're right, when you spark that stuff, and you're like, you're something. sitting around this fire, and things are cooking, and... Food feels better. Yeah. It feels better. It feels like you're, you're you know, you're the, 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 the stakes are higher. It's almost like if you didn't have this food, you would, you'd be fucked out here. But because you have that food, you're like, oh, now I'm nourished. I'm nourished. I'm going to stay alive. And you're smelling that clean air. And you look and you hear fucking birds and shit. There's <laughs> 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 something exciting about it, man. I fucking but, love birds, bro. I do, that too. That was a good bird. I do, too. I have bird feeders at my house. And I, f- I fill those fuckers up all the time. I'm basically like uh, an enabler for all these birds. They don't have to hustle anymore. <laughs> they just come to my house. We definitely do the same when we leave them out on the deck. And then, <laughs> I, I actually have a champion birder in my family. Really? He's what? a fucking champion birder up in Maine. What does he do? He's a he, he's a birder. So he raises them? Like, no, he it? looks at them and he diagnoses the species and finds new <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at it like... Wow. And he finds them. You know, birders are the and people he, that push the binocular game. That's what I mean. The yeah. binocular, it's a big deal. Yeah. There's two types of people that push the binocular game. Uh, Western hunters 
and birders. No special apps? No. Well, no. They They just just adapt to the... Yeah, they have, like, high-tech optics for sure, but they're not wearing binos and, like, that's not normal. You know, they're they're looking through scopes and telescopes and stuff like that. They got range-finding scopes and things along those lines. But, like, those birders, man, they're out there in the forest just looking for the glimmers of a cardinal's feathers. There he is. There he is. They get so excited. Bro, oh, I get excited there when I walk is. through the park and I see a new species that I have never seen before. Yeah, man. It makes me excited. Have you been to Costa Rica? Nah, I need to get down to South America more. I've only been to Mexico, which is fucking unreal to me. Mexico's badass, too. No, nah, but- I mean, I've done some ruins there. When I was 400, close to 400, I climbed Coba. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. But when I came down, I threw up all over the place. Wow. Gatorade. Blue Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> All over. But it was fun. I was walking around shirtless. It was amazing. One of the weirdest moments of my life was uh, going to um, Chichen Itza. Because, uh, first of all, I was high as fuck. Of course. High as fuck. Edibles. I was taking uh, breath strips. Edible breath strips. Edible breath strips. Yeah, they, they What's have, that? they're so unpredictable because like you get one and it's like fifty milligrams. You get another, it's one hundred and fifty milligrams. What's that? I've never even heard. Oh of a my breath goodness! Stripper. California, you pop I open. I just the- blasted a punch bar. Mm. I don't even know these people, but they make yo these things. I don't know, dog. Punch just, bar. They literally just fucking lay you down. <laughs> They lay you down. They hit you with a fucking big Francis Ngannou fucking punch. <laughs> That's the hit they hit you with. <laughs> so these uh, breath strips were my favorite because you could take them and put them in a Listerine breath strip container, and no one knows the difference as long as no one you know no one asks you for one. Oh, can, my breath is kind of funky. Can I get one of those? Like, <gasps> no, <laughs> I can't give you this. You can't have this. You one. can't handle this. I gave one to Tommy Segura, and we had a fly to Australia, and he told me he almost, like, literally almost jumped off the plane before it started taking off off the runway. He was thinking he can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I got to get off this fucking plane. But he hung in there, and he didn't say shit, and he made it all the way across the ocean. That's fucking, (laughs) I love that. But for 15 hours, he did that? Yes. I think he was That's amateur shit. (laughs) That's fucking amateur shit. Let's be fair. You got to fucking be able to hold your stuff, man. What's up with that? He was fine. He was fine after a couple hours. You have to be able to time it. You yeah. have to time your drugs. We timed it poorly. I think I think I gave it to him when we were sitting there waiting to get on the plane. That's mm. the problem. And then once we got on the runway, it just it probably yeah. And then the world starts. You have to be in the air already once you fucking demolish. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Then you'll be fine. But that's that was not the case. So I, anyway, I had a breast strip or two. I don't remember, but I remember I remember being I like these, well connected to Mother Nature. And then I was walking around Chichen Itza, just thinking that these people lived here, and these people built this. And there's um, there's a book that someone recommended, Jamie, and I want to think they recommended it on the podcast, but it, it might be wrong. But I'm reading it right. Oh, I shouldn't say I'm reading. I'm lying. I'm, I'm listening to it. This is my. Uh, my sauna reading. My I listened to this thing in the sauna. Uh, now it is called "A Land So Strange," and uh, it's about Cortez and about all these uh, explorers that came <laughs> over to America and their accounts of coming over to America and to Mexico. You know, fucking hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And they talk about the people that originally visited the Maya when the Maya was around. And it made me realize these fucking people brought disease to these people. And that's probably what was the end of the Mayans. 100%. Because 
We know for a fact that European diseases, when they came to North America, wiped out the Native American population. People talk about Native American genocide. It is absolutely true that genocide was committed on Native Americans. That's 100% true. But what's also true is that 90% of them were wiped out by disease. And it wasn't like, people have this idea that it was like smallpox and blankets. That's not what killed them. What killed them was just, they had no immunity to all the diseases the Europeans came over here with. And it killed 90% of the Indians that lived here. My God. So you got to imagine the people that lived in Mexico, the Mayans, had probably the same immune system, the same type of vulnerability. And you it probably killed all these, those people. Yeah, you hear that in, in a lot of the tribes, that yes. like Papua New Guinea and mm -hmm. a lot of these different tribes yes. that die off because the Westerners, the Americans, they're coming in and fucking bringing the plague, bringing yes. la fucking plaga. Yep, exactly. Straight up, exactly. killing them just off of just being around them. Yeah, 100%. You know? And that was the first they've time. they left amongst themselves forever, right? And they, yes. Uh, you know, away from everybody else, and they were fine. And... There's always been this this wonder. There's, it's always been a puzzle and a mystery. What killed off the Mayas? Because they're not there anymore. They, they disappeared. And if you go down to Mexico, if you go to Chichen Itza, you will see some people that are descendants of the Mayans. And you could tell they're small people and they yep, look like... For sure. When the, the images and the hieroglyphs of the Mayans drew of them, they look very similar to them. But there's, there's something that happened and they don't know what it is. There's a lot of speculation, but I am willing to gamble that it was probably disease brought in by the Europeans. When I was listening to this book and they were talking about these, they, they were there. These Europeans gave this description, these people with golden headdresses and, and, and they were adorned with gold and they had these incredible structures made out of stone. So clearly they saw these people when they were there in their prime. And I guarantee you these motherfuckers brought the diseases. Haters. <laughs> Fucking haters. That's what it comes down to, those cocksucker <clears throat> motherfuckers, man. Well, they were all they they probably didn't even know what diseases were, right? They didn't know they were carrying diseases. You and if they water? did, they didn't know it's Yeah, that's all water, brother. Right, take some. Yeah. I'm oh, I'm coming. I'm good. You sure? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I always like to pour first <sighs> for you. All right. All right. So I'm good though. Thank you though. I appreciate that. Of course. Hospitality, that's the chef in you. Come on, man. Right? I never let you pour your own drink. Have you ever thought about opening a restaurant? Yeah, but it would yeah. be, I don't want to fucking do like some corny ass shit. I want to do something that's like, I don't know. I can't really explain how I feel inside. It has to be artistic. Yes. Yeah. It has to be yeah. different. It has to be probably just me cooking there whenever I want. There's no menu. It's just what I give you. Yeah. There's no set anything. Right. You might fucking, who knows? Right. You might see fucking Reggie Miller in there. You know what I mean? You never know. There's something about that, right? About a chef just cooking you whatever they want to. It's just tr because it's exciting. Yeah, it's I love when that happens to me. That's like man. Right. That's like a your bless. That's like I, it's the, it's a blessing. Yes, it's like you're getting this rare pair of sneakers or this rare fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like this object, this rare sculpture. <clears throat> Well, there's a real connection, right? There's like a real connection between you and the chef when that when that happens. We ate at uh, Red Ash recently. This is a, a great Italian place that's in town. We got all the comics together. Like Tim Dillon was there, and Fahim Anwar, and Tony Hinchcliffe. All these guys got together. Lex Friedman, and we all sat down at this big table. And the waiter came over. And we we're talking about ordering, and then the waiter said, "Do you want me to just like have the chef just start bringing shit out?" I go, "Fuck yeah." 
Just whatever, man. Let's we we just we just step back. Just tell him. Just make us some delicious food. I they love brought that. out all these steaks and these pasta dishes and squid ink pasta mm. with scallops and clams and mussels and shrimp. Like yes, like motherfuckers Keep were ready coming. for that, right? Keep it coming. Mm. Keep it coming. Some delicious ravioli. That's why I can't ever go full carnivore. I always cheat. I love a fucking ravioli, man. I love it. I love stuffed pasta. I love pasta, period. It's yeah. so... That's been one of the hardest things to not eat every single day of my life, you know? But if you could just limit it to occasionally, no, you're I do. okay. I have, and that's what's helped me. Yeah. A lot. Yes. And that's the key. also try, you know, to sh fuck myself with different soba noodles and shit mm -hmm. like that. Different healthy versions of that. Yeah. Or healthy... Healthier. Yo, what is even? It's not even healthy. That f pasta's fucking good for you. Fuck that. <laughs> well, it's good for your soul. There's something about a delicious and meal like that. there's something to say for that. Yeah, glass of wine, yeah, delicious pasta so meal. It makes you feel meal. better about yourself. But then, like an hour later, I'm always like, oh, God, this brick in my stomach, this glue, yeah. this paste that's working its way through my intestines. <laughs> you just got to fucking hit the tread. You just got to hit the treadmill <laughs> for a little bit and just but, walk it off. But my body's like, hey, fuck face, that's not real food. Like, what you eating? <laughs> what you eating? Because like, when I eat- not a just, you can't just have pasta as a meal. You have to have meat. You should. Yeah. But when I eat healthy, if I eat like just- either fish or steak or wild game and vegetables. I just feel way better. I just feel way better. Whenever I eat like that, if I eat like a nice salad, some fresh vegetables and a thick steak, a nice piece of elk with some like maybe some asparagus or something, I just mm. feel, I don't feel like I did anything wrong. Yeah. Nothing feels off. Well, I've been trying to dial it in with the food and for me, I've been I've doing all kinds of different shit, you know, where I was just doing vegetarian, just drinking juices for a little bit. That's how this happened. I took all this shit off by fucking with myself. I was a science experiment with food with myself. Do you, you remember know? day one? Yeah. What was day one? Day one was looking at that fucking, that scale and seeing it. And right then I had a green juice. Celery, kale, apple, lemon, ginger. And that was the that was the fuck that was my dinner. And then you said, okay, I'm. And moving. then the next day, I walked. I walked around the track like twice, and my fucking lower back was hurting me like a fat piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, my hips were hurting me. I I'm couldn't. Sure. I took the dog for a walk. I was fucking like, yo, I can't do two laps. I'm like, that's enough well, for today. This, but that was the start. That's what if I put 180 pounds on my back? Oh gosh! And right. look if I put Jamie. If I put Jamie in a fireman's carry and walked around a track, that is literally what you were doing. Yeah, man. I fucking I I've I've tried to lift. You know, every time I do certain movements, I put the 130 on my 135 on my back and just walk with it. And just imagine I walk over the fucking bridge with the hundred with the hundred pound uh, medicine ball. Yeah, Williamsburg Bridge. Just to make sure, I, you know, that's what I was fucking carrying around. And see how hard this is? It's ridiculous. Dude, I have a weight vest that I put on. It's only like 25 pounds, and I do exercise with it. I have another one that's 40. But even just the 25-pound It's unbelievable. One, when I do push-ups, it's really hard. It is. Chin-ups are really fucking hard. I'm like, wow, imagine. This is only 25 pounds. Like, if someone says, I'm 25 pounds overweight, you're like, ah, you could lose that. No big deal. It's just great. I love it.
I love when people lose weight, man. I love My when people get healthy. My fucking mind is actually fucked. I can't even believe that I had that much to fucking lose. It's what? like it's not even like real, to be honest with you. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's amazing. Kind of feels weird. Well, we're gonna talk a year from now. Yeah. When you look like Camille Nanjiani, I'm gonna be <laughs> fucking etched. Bro, he he inspired ah, me. I gotta have a good. call with him. He looks good. I gotta talk to his chemist. He's not gonna be honest with you. No, nah, he won't be right, right? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think he's being honest. I don't. Well, I wouldn't say honest. I just don't think he's being public with it. Yeah. I bet people who know him know. He's a good guy. He's not a bad person. He's nah. just he's just a guy that. But that's shocking. Became, I fuck with that. I like it. Yeah, I like he it. became something that he didn't used to be before, and apparently he gets hated on a lot because of it, and for no reason. It's not necessary. It's because he looks hot. Yes, he does look hot. I think he needs to work on those legs, though. Legs is a problem. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, how much time are you missing? But have you, I mean, <laughs> listen, I've seen, like, I don't know where he's from, but I've seen that dude Jinder Mahal from fucking WWE. I don't know who that is. He's a fucking, I think he's from Bombay. Yeah. And he has very small legs also. I don't know if it's a thing. <laughs> well, look at John Jones, one of the greatest fighters of all time. He's got calves that look like my They're forearms. Yeah, but you see his brothers? Oh, my God, super athletes. But I've never seen their calves. I don't. I think he's the only <laughs> one with those calves. And he's... Like, I, he's those calves are getting bigger, though. He's, yeah. he's up to 250 now. John, I fucking see pictures of him yeah. yanking that fucking weight around. He looks a fucking animal. He's dedicated. You know, John is not to be fucked with, and John's going to move up to that heavyweight division, and he's going to be prepared. He's going to be a real heavyweight. Are they going to give him someone first, or is he going to get the title shot right away? It 100% depends. Is going to be depends. a build-up? It has to be a build-up, right? No? It 100% depends. No, it doesn't have to be a build-up. The move is... Super fight right now. Right now. That's the move. That's the big money move. Because first of all, Francis Ngannou is poised to be the biggest thing in sports. <laughs> Not just in MMA, in all of sports. Because he's a real-life superhero story. That guy was working in a sand mine. A sand mine in Cameroon when yep. he was 11 years old. He was a little kid, and he was digging sand out. Do you know what kind of muscles you develop doing that? Plus, he's a genetic specimen, a hyper-elite genetic specimen. Then the Highly guys, intellectual. And the hardship he went through. You know, the guy speaks three languages. It's unreal. And the, the hardship he went through describing, he on my podcast, I don't know if you heard it, but he I was- did. When he was talking about the, the, the harrowing journey of getting out of Africa and getting into Europe, took 14 months, and then multiple times, more than seven times, they arrested him and sent him back to the fucking desert. So he's in the middle of the fucking Sahara Desert where you could easily die, and he managed to get back again to Morocco and try it again, and they sent him back again. They sent him back seven times. Dude, he's, he's something special. And then you have the fact that he had one fight with Stipe and it didn't work out well. He gassed out. He thought he was just going to blow him out of the water, but Stipe had a great game plan, figured him out. Stipe's chin was unbelievable. Amazing. A bunch of those shots would have dropped any other man. Most men. Like Francis hit him with some shit. Some big shit. Yeah. yeah. Hit him with some shit. And, you know, and then. But the he was really fight. young in the game. Francis was very, yeah. very green. He'd only been doing MMA training for like six years. Yeah, he was just Crazy. trying to fucking pounce him. Yeah, he just was trying to throw haymakers. But then he got to where he is now, where he's like, he's calm and technical and precise. And he, good. The, that team that he's got now, that team at Extreme Couture. Kamaru they, also in the corner, yes, right? Yes, that Teaching was, that was huge. Tell him to calm down, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. I, li I love Usman. 
I love Usman too. I think too. he's a fucking great fighter, man. You that know, fight this a lot weekend. of people hate on him. Yeah, yeah I love Masvidal also, but yeah, they hate on him because he's great. Bro. Yeah, that's why they hate on him. They hate on him because he's special. I love a lot of fighters, man. I, I I love it all. I love it all too. I really, I'm just a genuine fan of. I, I, that is the main sport that I follow at this point in my life. For the past five years, I'd say. You coming to Florida this weekend or what? I'm gonna fucking try my hardest, man. <laughs> I'm gonna try my hardest. Come down. I have to. I have to talk to one. I have to talk to my boss. Oh uh, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. Well, if you want to bring her too. Nah, she won't come. No. Nah. It's gonna be a full arena too. I know. That's crazy. They've never done that in a year. They haven't done that since last March. So it's uh, it's gonna be a year and a month since there's been a full arena, and of course it's in Florida because Florida's bro, Florida's out of fucks. They gave all the fucks away yeah, last May. <laughs> in Jacksonville, you know, like honestly, I don't know, man. Drive. What the fuck am I gonna do there? What are you gonna do? You gonna watch the fight? After and then that, what run away? Do? Just get out of here. <laughs> Get to the I airport. have to fly into the arena and just fucking drop me at the seat. Do you remember that time that dude, <laughs> that uh, fan man, he had like a parachute and a fan yeah. dropped in on Holyfield yes. versus, was it into Holyfield Bow? Yeah, bro. Was it Riddick Bow and Holyfield? I think it was Bow, right into yeah. the fucking ring. That was crazy. And then the, That's the, crazy that it happened, right? Yeah, it was crazy because it, it was outdoors. I think it, they did it outside at Caesars Palace yes, in Vegas. Yes, yes, yes. Remember they yes. used to have a lot of those fights I'm, outdoors. My favorite. Yeah, those were great. I love great. those outdoor fights. Those outdoor fights were wild because sometimes it was hot as fuck out yeah. there too. A lot of Julio Cesar Chavez fights out there. <sighs> yeah, man. Do you know Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is fighting Anderson Silva? I saw that. Isn't that crazy? I did see that. I don't know. I don't. I mean, Anderson Silva is definitely good with his hands, but his jaw is gone. Yeah, his jaw is gone. Yeah, you tap that shit and he's fucking going down. It's just not—he's the most elite dude, but it's done. You he was. He yeah. was. You're, at time wins. Everything. Exactly, and in, in, in this sport, your jaw doesn't last. No. And once you look old, you look old. Yeah. There's no going back. You can't come back from those knockouts. Just no. can't. No. Once you start getting cracked, right? It seems to be. No Has one there ever been really anybody? Covers. No, not really. You know, it's it happened to Chuck Liddell. It that he's to, he fucking looks bad. Yeah, and when when those guys when their ability to take a punch goes away, it's it's not much they can do because the sport kind of requires you to eventually get hit. Like I was watching some Shogun highlight today that they fucking put up, and it was Shogun knocking Liddell out. Mm -hmm. Looked bad after that. Well, he got knocked out by Rampage. Yeah, uh, that he was got bad knocked too. out by Rashad. Rashad knocked him out with one punch. He got knocked out by a lot of people, and he got knocked out by Rich Franklin. He got after a while, man. The it's body a lot of KOs. But in his day, man, Chuck Liddell was the fiercest yeah, motherfucker the ever because he would he didn't give a shit if you punched him. He didn't. He literally didn't give a fuck. He waded through the fire just to get to you. He had such confidence in his chin and his power that he just waded through bombs just to get to you and just to touch that chin and boom. Man, he was... and once he got guys, he'd be like, "What the fuck?" He had ultimate confidence in his his ability to destroy people and the way he did it was so ferocious like he made the sport because 100 i when, was just gonna say he's like the logo almost yes. like he's the logo of the of this when he rose to the top in the early 2000s when he was the fucking ice man that was just when everybody was starting to tune into the sport that was just when Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner had that crazy main event on the Ultimate Fighter. I was watching that in the kitchen oh. when I was working in Forest Hills, Queens, in the fucking kitchen on Spike, <laughs> on a TV this small. Wow. I watched that whole shit. 
that made the sport. I really that fight, did. That fight made the sport, and then Chuck Liddell really made the sport because those guys were good, but with Chuck Liddell, those guys fought a crazy battle, and it was basically a draw. It was basically a draw. I mean, one guy won it, but let's be honest, it was basically a draw, and they gave contracts to both guys because of that. Yeah, but... But Chuck was murking motherfuckers. Oh, man. Just murking people, and good guys, too. Guys like Babalu, Tito Ortiz, it didn't matter who the fuck you were. In that era, when Chuck was in his prime, he was just a destroyer. But you can't, that doesn't last. You can only be that guy, like Anderson was that guy for many years. But you can only be that guy for a certain number of years, and then the wheels fall off. And that's just the sport. That's yep. just, that's the game they play. It's a crazy game. And everyone that steps in the fucking, into the cage is a fucking man, you know, they're mm -hmm. animals. Or a woman. Woman. What I'm saying, I, you know, you know what I mean. <clears throat> that woman who's fighting this weekend, Zhang Wei Li. Bro, I was just gonna say it. She's Woo! my. I love Zhang Wei Li. She's on that fight with Joanna was unfucked. That's like one of the best. It's one of the best. I watched it today. One of the best fights of all time. It's unreal. Joanna had a football grown out of her forehead. Just Rachman shit. Who's cra it was crazier yes, it was than like Hasim Rachman? It was crazier because it's him. on a girl. It's yeah. crazier to see a little girl Bro. like Joanna. And I, yo, that's nuts. Yeah, that fight was nuts, and she could have gone either way too. Oh yeah, it really could have. Yeah, it could have gone either way. That e either easily. I've come gone to that conclusion. And I, I really, I like both of them. I watched it again two days ago. Yeah, it's it was amazing. Tremendous. Yeah, I watched fights like that in the gym. Just crazy wars. When I'm feeling tired, just watch that shit. Like for cardio, there's nothing better. That and the John Wick scene where he kills everybody in the bathhouse. <laughs> You see, I fucking John Wick passed me. I, I don't have. I'm not like a John Wick guy. I gotta see these things. Is it good? Oh my god! You want to get pumped up when? Let's. I I miss the born identity shit. Born identity is great. Wick. Born identity is great. What is John I like? Wick? Is the next next level. The John Wick Blade. Blade's great. Yeah, I fuck with Blade One. Blade One. Yeah, Blade Two and Three. They get a little slip, yeah. sloppy, but Blade One is the shit. Wesley Snipes was awesome. Smart guy. I don't know why they never brought him back as Blade. When Marvel Comics are doing all these different uh, movies, right? They're doing Doctor oh, Strange. Shit. They're doing all this. I, I put it on Blade Twitter. With him would I be put it on crazy. Twitter a while back that they need to have uh, Wesley Snipes come back as Blade. I'm are like, you come on, me? let's it's go. It's like a fucking layup, in my yes. opinion. In yes. my opinion, that's a layup. Just give him a chance to get into, like, I don't know what kind of shape he's in right now, but just give him a chance to get jacked again. <sighs> Come on. Get him on that Kamal Nanjiani <laughs> shit. <laughs> we know Let's a guy. Go. Listen. Let's go. You, have, you see the Coming to America with shit, this, the second one? I didn't see it. I heard it wasn't as good as the first one. Wasn't happy. No, uh, I didn't it, see it. The barbershop scenes were funny. Yeah, well, listen. Those are always good. Eddie Murphy's still Eddie Murphy. He's tremendous. And Arsenio Hall's still Arsenio Hall. It's Arsenio killed funny it. Shit. It's a funny guy, man. But I love Arsenio. But Blade, they could bring back Blade. They need to bring back Blade. Just give him another chance, folks. Come on, Hollywood. I think it would be a smash. Yes. In this climate. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Bring bring him to 2021. They're talking like about it. Like all the movies. They they, like they literally drop movies in the house. But with somebody else playing. Ah, no, come, come on. on. Movies get dropped right to the house. That would fucking be massive. You just fucking buy Blade right there. Wait a minute. I'll give it. I'll give you a suggestion. Other than Wesley Snipes, I think it should be Wesley Snipes. That's choice number one. Mm -hmm. Michael Jai White. Okay. Michael Jai White could pull out Blade. He's good at karate, He's right? Fucking real good. Real legit. What is this? Ma I forgot. 2019. Mahashara Ali. Yeah. 
say. What does it say? Kevin Feige? Feige? Is that how you say it? Present, Kevin, announce that. What does uh, it say? I don't know. It's blocked by an uh, ad thing there. Oh, these motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, announced he's amazing. Blade, who's this been is okay. For the big I'm screen. okay with this. He's amazing, this dude. Um, would be rebooted. Oh, shit. When he is looks this? like a young so Wesley right here. The Marvel, they, they haven't announced a date for a movie, but... It Can you give me another picture of Kevin? That looks like a young Nino Brown right there. What was he in? Uh, a lot of things. He won, like, Oscar recently. Oh, I know that, dude. He's fucking great. Exactly. I'm fine with that. If they don't have Wesley so he's, now... Oh, fuck yeah. He's going to be Blade? Mm -hmm. That's going to be sick. Oh, okay. All right. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. Either way, works, right? I think you should give Wesley a chance. Yeah, Wesley should is, be in it. The thing is, like, as the father figure or something. Blade doesn't age, right? Isn't that the whole thing? Because he's a daywalker. He's like part vampire. Like other people get old, he doesn't get old. Isn't that part of the deal? They keep pumping Bro, him up with I that vampire blood. I didn't even blood? know it was a Marvel movie. I just knew it was Wesley Snipes and that shit, and I had to see it. I was a fan of the comic book back when I was a kid. It was Damn. one of my favorite comic books. I didn't even know. In the comic book, he had knives that were made out of teak. They were made out of wood. He would stab these fucking vampires with wood knives. <laughs> that fucking movie was great, though, man. That opening scene, that's one of the greatest opening scenes of any fucking movie ever. When uh, Tracy Lords picks up that dorky surfer kid, that dorky California kid, he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> and she takes him to this fucking vampire bloodbath, mm -hmm. and the blood starts spraying out of the scene. They, she, he thinks he's at a disco, and he's going to get some pussy, right? He's with Tracy Lords, who's like one of the hottest porn stars of all time, right? And so all of a sudden they're at this place and everyone's dancing and shit. And people start pushing him around. It's like, what the fuck? What's going on? And then some blood hits his face. He's like, what is this? And he looks up and the sprinkler system is spraying blood. And then the fangs come out and they're all dancing. You're like, what is this movie? And then they're all freaking out because then Blade shows up. And they're like, oh shit, it's the Daywalker. Bro, that's one of the greatest opening scenes of any movie ever. And that's Wesley Snipes was perfect in that role. Perfect. Did you ever see Belly? I did see Belly. That's a yeah. good opening scene in Belly That's too. That's a good opening scene too. Yeah. It's not fucking. It's not fucking with that one though. That's a. The problem it's, is what's they that? made Blade after uh, Wesley Snipes tried to get a Black Panther film made in the nineties. Oh. Did not get that. They're talking off about the recasting that. Like some people say that you should never recast it, and some people say that you should recast it. Like I don't know why they wouldn't recast it. I don't think it's. I don't think you should just let that role die because that movie was a good movie. Like Black Panther was a fun comic book movie and for black people it was the first movie where you had a black superstar, a black superhero, all black cast in in a a black universe. Like literally a whole universe. And and I know that Chadwick died and everybody's at an homage to him, they don't want out of you know respect to him. They don't want it to be recast. But I think I think you wait some time and then you reboot it. And you find someone who's going to do it justice. That's what I think. Yeah, I think it's a great movie, man. It's a great premise. It's it, they were, it was a fun movie. Yeah, of course it was. It was beautiful. They've rebooted Spider Man like a hundred times. Well, I was going to say I, I never thought that there should be another Batman than Michael Keaton. 
<laughs> and then fucking here we go, fucking Christian Bale. I end up right. liking him a lot. Well, how about the Hulk? How many Hulks have they had? I didn't. I only thought there was one. No, I only thought had... Ferrigno. I only thought Lou was it. <laughs> I didn't know there was more than one Hulk. Well, they had Edward Norton. Before that, they had Eric Bana, right? And then they oh, had. Oh, yeah, that's right. Was he the first one? Was Eric Bana the first nah, one? Nah, I think it was Lou Ferrigno. Oh yeah, for TV. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno was the first one for TV. But they had, <laughs> the only one I know. <laughs> but the, when when the Hulk went to CGI, the first guy I think was why Eric, did they give him the call? Why didn't they Lou? give Lou the call? I want to know that because Lou was the Hulk. He was never Bruce Banner. Oh, he couldn't be the normal guy. Right, he wasn't the normal guy. Gotcha. Yeah, the normal now guy was I not understand. jacked. You know, Lou is like imagine Lou. <laughs> like he's still just, jacked. You just took the green off of him, and he was just the normal guy. Dude, I met Lou in the early two thousands. <laughs> he was still ripped. Of course he's, he's ripped. He's a big fella. He's ripped forever. So that was like, I, when I met him, it was almost 20 years ago, and he was still jacked. What does Lou Ferrigno look like today? I bet he's still jacked. He probably doesn't have the mass, but he's still ripped. Probably not close, but it's probably still <coughs> massive. Probably Matt, big fucking massive? guy. massive? Massive, yeah. Well, he's always going to be big. He's fucking like 6'5", right? Yeah, but he's, he's, I think he's still jacked. Yeah, he's definitely was stacked up. Yeah. This is it show? It's not him today, but this is, what is the most oh, recent photo on his Instagram. Oh my. That's not now. What year is that? Three hours ago, it says. But. <laughs> no. That's 93. Oh, there he is right there. There's a picture in the middle. Go to that video. He looks like Jeff Garland. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? He looks like Nick Saban and Jeff Garland <laughs> mixed. <laughs> Imagine Lou Ferrigno plays his brother on Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Yo, that's incredible. What is he saying here? That's uh, Happy shit. Health Day, World Health Day. What are you doing? You're, scr- the- you're at the bottom. There. <laughs> he has some traps. I, I see the traps. Smile. It gives you a, a, a happy feeling about yourself and knowing that you know, you, you're know connected with yourself. But if you're thinking about other people's problems, how bad you feel about yourself. But the important thing about being happy, the most important thing is about taking action for yourself. Only you can take action. People can pat you on the back. You can talk all day long. How great you are, how great this negative environment affecting you. But the problem is, it's you. Think about your health. We're here for a short time. I mean, money's secondary. Monetary things, everything is secondary. But the important thing is to feel good about yourself. Be happy. Like for Hey, hold on a second. How old is he? He looks pretty fucking good. Man, and that just touched me right there. You see, I told shit? you that shit. Yeah. It could be anybody at a moment. So fucking Lou Ferrigno just touched me. I have to look inside myself again. How old is he? He's 69 years old. Bro. 65315 from Brooklyn. Woo! Go back Damn. to his Instagram again, please. That's amazing that he's 69 years old. He looks that good. See if you can get a video where it shows his face looks fucking tremendous, right? I mean, that guy Ageless. is That guy's 16 years older than me. Now go down and let's see if there's some video of him. Yeah, look at that right there. Yeah, he's ripped. Look at that that picture in the right hand corner. Still has some jackage. Look at that. He got his uh, he got his COVID shot. He's jacked. (laughs) 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 Look at him. Ah, Frigno fit. Fucking get on the package. Fucking two months. Oh look, he's got a sword. What's that? That's not him. What is that? Who the hell is that? That's him. (laughs) Bro, that's him. Oh shit, that is. What movie is that from? Was that a Conan movie where he fought Conan? Or like piled around with Conan or something? Doesn't say. 
God, I'm trying to remember. I think that's from one of the Conan movies. Imagine you replace Arnold Schwarzenegger's career with Lou Ferrigno. Well, the, like Lou's, everything. The thing about Lou is that he's deaf, so he's got that. You can tell in his speech that he doesn't hear himself. Like he knows how to talk well, but you can tell there's a certain there's something missing in the way. Well, just the look. He's just so Brooklyn. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, like Arnold Schwarzenegger he's just, he's just from replacing. Austria. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He has that look. He just looks like he's hard European. Yeah, like he's of. Yeah. There's no time period he could be from, right? Mm. Like he well, fucking Lou Ferrigno looks like he's from Brooklyn. He does. Like you can't kidding. fucking get away from it. He just looks like look the size guy from of him there. I'm fucking Camera losing trick, my mind. Still so big. Uh, is that a camera trick? Slide. It's just the <laughs> angle, really. But yeah. He was a Hercules. Yeah, but that trick wouldn't work on it. me. Like, if you did that with me, no, I don't, I'm not going to look that big. No, he's he looks fucking enormous. But, oh, that's, oh, not, that's real. not real. Yeah. That's not real. But, uh, <laughs> you know who was the best uh, Conan, though? It wasn't him. It wasn't It wasn't Arnold. It was Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa he's was the best. He's good in it? He was the best Conan. It was the most realistic to the movie or to the books, to the Robert E. Howard books. But is the Jason movie Momoa, was dog shit. Is he Samoan or Maori? I do not know his ancestry. I don't know. I think he, he I thought he is from New Zealand, right? Um, I think he's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Hawaiian. Uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but what is his, uh, his family ancestry? I wonder. He has a very he has an interesting look to him. He's handsome as fuck. He's huge. Gigantic. He's, really, really friendly guy. I met him at a Whole Foods. He's like his seven foot, right? Father's Hawaiian. No, not quite his that father's big. German, Irish, Native American. Um, wow. See if you can get Jason Momoa in Conan. The movie sucked, unfortunately, because it started off great, and I was all in. I was like, fuck yeah, because it was more realistic. Because Conan, the original Conan, as painted by Frank Frazetta, and as... Uh, written by Robert E. Howard. That, that See that on the left-hand side? That was when he was Conan. He was the best Conan ever, the most re realistic Conan. Like right there, take that picture that you got I your cursor like over. Look at that. That's Conan, man. Yeah. That is the fucking Conan of Robert E. Howard, man. It was amazing. But the movie was dog shit. Go to the one with him on the horse. Look at that shit, son. Yeah, he looks good. Come on. That's Conan. They need to redo it. They need to have someone write a good script. Get someone who can really fuck. Get Quentin Tarantino to write a goddamn Conan movie. I sick. said it. Let's go. Let's go. Quentin Tarantino, just give him a, a box of Coke. Like a laundry <laughs> a basket. A big box. <laughs> just one big box of it. <laughs> Send it to the house. Just roll it in a box. Open it. Yeah, just open this. Sniff. This fucking vault of Coke and just let's go to war. Give him one of those great adventure dollars. Yeah, and then give him all the Robert E. Howard books and just go, please, just read this. Robert E. Howard was a super depressed, crazy guy who was like, I think, I believe he lived with his mom and just imagine that he was this warrior. Imagine he was this barbarian just fucking and slaying his way and usurping thrones and taking over and becoming a king and slaying every man in front of him. And he just, he just described this completely unrealistic physical specimen of a man who had no fear and just destroyed wizards and demons and just went to hell and back. There are great books, man. And then the guy killed himself. The guy wrote these books, and I think he killed himself in his 30s. I think he was pretty young when he did himself in. I think he just was a, like, 
a guy who was a, a writer who was seeking escape through this fantasy that he had created. This uh, this character Conan the Barbarian that to this day resonates. That's what art is. Yeah, man. He died. He for lived the art. on. He lived on through those thoughts and those words. He died for the art. He's a true artist. Well, it, whatever it was that tortured him also inspired him. You know, whatever pain that that guy went through that he was experiencing when he wrote those books. I was in love with those books when I was a kid because I kind of, I, I was just real depressed and lost and I didn't have any friends and we moved a lot when I was a kid. And so I, I was always reading books and comic books. I, I had to like lose myself in fantasy because my reality was not that fun. And I remember those Conan books, man. They just resonated with me, man. They were so good. I read them all, cover to cover, multiple times. I have them to this day on my shelf and my, my wall. Look at them. I pick them up every now and then and just go over them. Yeah, They're I just, have shit like that, too. Those books, man, to me, they meant everything. So when Arnold Schwarzenegger became Conan for the movies, I was like, nah, this ain't really Conan. Like this you weren't a, feeling it because you had such a fucking close connection to it that that wasn't the guy. I was happy. That wasn't the guy that they were fucking no. describing. I was happy that they were doing I didn't even like the comic books. The comic books are a little whack, too. They were okay. Some people drew them well. Some people didn't. But the books. The books have yet to be recreated, and I thought they were going to do it with Jason Momoa. When I saw him as Conan, I was like, that's the guy because it's perfect. He's, he's giant, but not... He's not a bodybuilder. Yeah. He's a guy who swings a sword and kills people all the time. You know, and there's just... It's just... That movie with Conan was great. I was happy that they were making Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's a... You know, he became a superstar. He's this big, giant guy. I was happy they were making a Conan movie. But it didn't... wasn't the same as the books. It was more... You know, kind of like... I want to say cheesy, but it's kind of cheesy. Like... More like uh, Poppy. Yeah. It wasn't... The books were dark, You wanted man. to be raw. The books were... He was splitting that's people's like skull raw, down to their teeth. Yeah, that's why I like the raw yeah. Batmans. Like, mm. when it started getting fucking dark, it started yeah. getting really good. Like, the Christopher Nolan Batmans. Yeah. The fucking sick movies. Yeah. Well, also, Christian Bale. Yeah, he just he's kills. A, he's an awesome... He's awesome at everything. That guy, he's one of those dudes. You know, there's a few of those guys Daniel out there. Day. Yep, Daniel, Daniel Day. Yep. Daniel Day. Right? Um, there's a few of those Gary, uh, what the fuck's his name? Batman. Uh, not Batman, Dracula. Oldman? Gary Oldman. Yeah, Gary yeah, Oldman. Gary shit. Oldman's another one of those guys. True romance? Yeah. Oh my God. Come on. Come on, man. It's fucking crazy. People forget about that movie, I right? I love that movie. Woo! James Gandolfini. Woo! Rest in peace. Oh my God. <sighs> yeah, I think they're fuck. redoing the fucking Soprano movie. I think it's with, the, with, with his, his kid. son, yeah. right? Is they going to do a backdated when he was I young? I believe so. It's gonna be interesting. I watched that. I watched Sopranos at least two, three times a year. How good was like he? Like all. It's How good was Gandolfini? It's unbelievable. When he died, he was another one. When he died, I was like, no, oh, no, it's fucking no. Hard. It's hard to hear this shit, man. But when you hear that he was eating good, you know, he was in Rome eating good, <laughs> drunk, chilling. Right? Yeah, he was doing a lot of that, but he died so young. I know. He was man, like 55 fucked. or something like that. Something like that. It's fucked that up. That guy indulged. But that was like, in that character, you saw that indulgence, right? Like, that was real. He really seemed like that guy. Like, he seemed like a murderer who was also a good guy. Who was like, I mean, he was the perfect character for this 
anti-hero mob boss. That was the first time there was a television show where the star, the head guy, the guy you loved, was a fucking murderer. Yep. Who murdered Christopher <laughs> yeah. Moltisanti. He murdered his friend. I To talk about Christopher Moltisanti, I met um, Michael Imperioli, and he came on the, my, he came onto my show and... He's not fucking Christopher Multi. He's not no, Multisanti. He's an actor. He's but he's just a fucking gentle, beautiful man. He brought me a fucking Buddhist bell. He brought me incense that I still have to this day in my little shrine in my studio. Uh, Bro, I fucking loved him. It, was, it wasn't awesome. Multisanti. I thought I was meeting Multisanti. No. Yeah. Look, look at, at that these fucking guys. Fucking show. I mean, Paulie is Paulie. Paulie's amazing. He's definitely him. He Tony from I've heard Tony Sirico 100 he was 100%. He was like fucking real deal. He plays in the E Street band. How crazy is that? You know, this is fucking next level shit. They just fuck next it's, level. this is like big pussy. That's an NFT right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy that. Give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my first Can one. Can someone explain NFTs to me? 45 people try to explain it to me. <laughs> I said, fucking suck my dick. What are you out here? I have no idea what any of you are saying. You all, What does it mean? We need to get that Beeple guy on. That dude's made somehow, $69 million money. from and, an NFT. And I'm fucking laughing. I don't understand it. Do you understand it? I'd rather be simple, yeah. to be honest yes with you. No. I'd rather be simple. Well, I'm happy being simple. Someone was buying Jamie's tweets. Yeah, I sold a couple of tweets. For how much? Excuse mm. me. I would don't even say. It was a meme amount, but uh, both of them for over like five grand. But, that but then, then someone yeah, took those. The, I think it was the person who bought them from me to try to create some attention, but it was then, uh, there was a bid on it for a million dollars. Come on. What? A couple days later. See, what the fuck it, is going that's on? That's what I'm saying. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. I fucking lose my mind when I hear this. It's like, what? <laughs> I have so many things that could be this. What do you want? I think it's What more... do you want from me? Just take it. <laughs> what do they want? <laughs> Bro, I have fucking 75 things that I have right here in the phone. What can, it, can you show me what this is? <laughs> what can I sell? <laughs> I think it's more evidence that the simulation is real. We're in a simulation. It's like it's like they're like. Why do some people get it and I don't? Why don't I get it? I don't think anybody gets it. I think they fake it. I think it's like quantum physics. You know, like Richard Feynman said, if you think you understand quantum physics, you don't understand quantum physics. It's fucking ever changing. It changes. It's the weather. You don't know the fucking weather. No. There's no predict. How do they predict the weather when it's? You know what's it's crazy to me? Predict, Farmer's almanacs. I love those things, but how why? Did, how did those things work? Did they, the how agriculture, accurate? this, the rainfall, how accurate is that? They would buy How them. do they measure that? Farmers would buy those things and they would adjust their crops based on the farmer's almanac that was predicting the weather for like a year. Me, I know farmers that they do it on the moon. Moon cycling farming. Yeah? It's a new thing. <laughs> Jamie, how the fuck do they? What is the how does the farmer's almanac predict things? I don't know. I was just in my head. I was trying to get a good question to see if like there was be a story about this. Like, was there ever a an impending storm that never have came never came before that they got right? And everyone's like, oh shit! And April April second, get the get fucking ready. I think mm. 1984. I was in I Hurricane know. Gloria on TWA flight 495, coming in from West Palm Beach to JFK. Was it shaky? 
I don't remember. I was a child, but apparently we were in the air for seven hours. Whoa. My grandfather threw my mother out because they got into an argument over bagels. Let's find out how accurate are farmer's almonds. So, so typing that in at the beginning. What's that says, noise? Has a oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were pulling up a video. That was the wind. Most I thought it was the- <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ah, ah. Oh my god, it's hilarious. For sure I have a contact high. It's just me vaping. That's so, so funny. Oh. Uh, most scientific analysis of the accuracy of a farmer's almanac forecast has shown 50% accuracy. Oh, um, that's not bad. I also see it's been traditionally as high as 80%. Can flip the fuck, see, so it all varies. 80%. 80 I could do. 80 is amazing. Yeah. It's like a ball player. Couple good years, mm. one down. Right, right, you know, right. It right. all averages out. I think yeah. that's what they're, it's coming to, and just like an average thing. Huh? But I wonder what it is. Like, what are they? How, let's let's ask this. How do farmers' almanacs right, predict? So, uh, meat eater blog here. Uh, there's a cl- the claim that they're going to look into in this. Oh, is this meat eater? Yeah. Okay. The claim is that I'm going to uh, say that it's they're able to make long range weather predictions regarding regional temperature and precipitation. Huh. And I guess. But how? How? Why? Explain. Would it be? Voodoo. Actual it, meteorologists don't agree with the pseudoscience of the almanacs. It's is it the enough. umbrellas there with the satellite? You oh. know what I'm talking about—the one that's just floating. The umbrellas? The, the ones that are floating right there with the weather ball. Oh, well, this wouldn't be that because they were doing this 100 years ago. When it comes to those secret formulas that incorporate solar activity, weather experts will point out there's no scientific backing to those methods. For those methods, this shouldn't come as a surprise since that line of thinking is more than two centuries old. Two centuries. Hmm. But... The opposite of this is like that curb episode where the weatherman always gets the weather wrong so he can go play golf. And like the, you know, like the meteorologist is always saying it's going to rain. It never rains. Like they're never, they're, they're barely 50% right or wrong. Meteorologists are that bad? And the show they were. But Do you like, want me to tell you what, what fucking works? This episode of Curb. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what works. The fucking buoys in the ocean, surf line, fucking the surf report works. Somehow they're able to predict whether it's going to be three or four feet, five to six, at what time, depending on the wind, this, current, and the buoy. So it's tangible. There's things there that measure it. Mm. This is bullshit. (laughs) That's bullshit because there's nothing there that's telling you why. Where are they putting it? Are they putting it into the fucking air? And then that's how it's telling you? I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea. Well, that's I guess what I'm saying. Like based it, on how much rain they got the year before, I mean, maybe there's like a a cycle. That well, no rain. I understand, but I'm talking about the prediction of when it's going to rain. There's telltale signs, but things happen subtly. Imagine if you lived 200 years ago and no one knew what was coming. You really didn't know. But you knew because there was fucking telltale signs. My grandfather told me when the tops of the trees fucking do this, it's going <laughs> to rain. The top. Mm. They could tell it by the back of the leaves being like silver color. It's about to rain. Uh-huh. Mm. Like a little dew? No, like 
I, this is an Ohio thing, so I don't know what trees it was specifically. It might be a specific tree, but like the leaves would they'd start blowing. You could see they would be like almost white or silvery on the back. There's wow. something exciting about life before satellites. There was something exciting about it, you know? You really didn't know. You didn't know what was coming. Bro, I remember when they put one on my block. They put one on my block for the cable. You drove like five blocks, and it was like this caged-in thing. It was a satellite. And we always thought it was a, a, like a, a ride. <laughs> like, yo, let's go ride that thing. And then later on, it ended up being like this fucking cable thing that they put in for the neighborhood. Yeah, one of those giant satellite dishes. There was a dude that I knew that had one in his yard. And I, oh God, where was this guy? This is such a blurry memory. It might be bullshit. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's real though. I'm pretty sure I knew a guy who had, I think I was in high school. No, it was after high school. Mm. Anyway, this guy had a fucking satellite dish in his yard and he would have to turn it. It would have to adjust it to try to hit a certain place in order to get a signal. But he can get television shows and like oh, yeah. weird things. This oh, is like yeah. the early no, days. It was huge. I mean, the thing was like almost as big as this room. They it had this it enormous in Brooklyn. Dish. They had it at my cousin's house in Brooklyn, and they would get all kinds of foreign fucking yeah the weird news. shit. They would get the news from back home in Yugoslavia. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Some crazy shit. And nobody I remember that. Anymore. They were big ass satellite. You had to have too. a backyard because you had right. to fucking have some big ass. You can't put it on the side of any house or building. No, no, no. You had to. I remember back when DirecTV came along, you could get a chip, and the chip would give you all the pay per view on DirecTV all Bro. the time. We had that shit everything. back in the day. It was a black box. Yes. My man's father worked for Pepsi. I don't know how he got the black box, but he had the connection to the cable company. That's throwing right. fifty dollars. They hook it up, you get all the porno, you get all the pay-per-views. <laughs> so we were watching UFC back in the day. We were watching all the WWF pay-per-views. Yeah. We were watching, I wasn't, we weren't, we weren't, I was watching mad porno shit, <laughs> you know? Like, used to have to go back and forth through the channels and find a tit, you know, find them pumping a little bit and you get hard and <laughs> you'd have to go, it was crazy. And then one day you just fucking, you could press it and order it, and I ordered the fucking porno at the house, and they found out, and it was like, it was a big deal. <laughs> because they were, they didn't understand. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it used to be back in the day that the biggest producers, the biggest distributors of porn was hotels. That like Marriott and those kind of hotels, the Hilton, yeah. but they were the biggest the distributors. Zone. Yeah, because like if you're a guy and you're on a business trip and no one's around, you're like finally. Yeah, there's two things that you up. know, bro. <laughs> there's two fucking things you know when you're in the hotel. Mario fucking Lopez, oh, when right, he comes on the TV, shows. you turn the fucking TV on as Mario Lopez. <laughs> and porno, the adult zone. Yes. <laughs> and like Wolverine. <laughs> Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN, I, maybe. I think that for a while, I don't know if that's true now, because now I think the internet is the biggest distributor of porn, but I think for the longest time, it was hotels. It was, I think it was like the Marriott. But there was something there was something about buying it on a bigger screen, Yeah, just sitting there watching the whole thing. Yeah, but you couldn't pause or rewind it. Exactly. Well, you'd have to sit through it, yeah. just deal with it. You have to find the right spot exactly. to jerk off. Exactly. You old have school. To, old school shit. Yeah. Like... You just Couldn't have to just fucking pause. No, you have to go back to your roots sometimes. 
on your knees in the bathroom with a Hustler magazine. <laughs> now these kids, they don't know. These fucking kids are jerking off to their phones. That's yeah, fucking Ridiculous. weird. It's weird. Then they're touching the phone, making the call, Ugh, fucking having pizza with the fucking phone. Animals. That's animalistic. That's fucking, that's the virus. That's what that shit is right there. That's where it came Everyone's, from. Everyone's, honestly, I've touched so many hands. Right. I don't know. It's like. How many dudes sperm do you think you had on your hands? I just fucking sperm. I, who who knows if someone fucking wiped their ass and then handed me their hand? 100%. Woman might have fucking went in there and fucking Ooh. did that thing, you know? Yeah. Who knows what motherfuckers <laughs> do, and that's disgusting. And that's disgusting. Then I saw someone started wearing the Mizuno glove, the baseball glove. So when you give just a pound with the Mizuno oh. on, it protects you. <laughs> That was Dice Clay's move. Dice Clay right, used to wear weightlifting gloves. He just wear the glove, bro. That was his thing. I'm just, just he, he wore the weightlifting gloves back I in the day. I fuck with just the dap. Unless yeah. it's love, you hug, and you, just, you don't need to tell. You just dap. And, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you got to be careful. Can't be too careful. No, I'm that's not, a, you know, it's not <clears throat> definitely not too careful. <laughs> that's a, it's a, I get caught out there. Well, one of the things that Fauci said when this all things thing was going on was that uh, we're never going to shake hands again. I was like, bitch, what are you talking about? It's ridiculous. I'm going to shake hands. It's bizarre. Like, is there a vaccine coming? Yeah, okay. Well, if everybody gets a vaccinated and it works, you tell me no more shaking hands? Like, just say that. I don't what even, if people, I just No don't, more shaking hands? What about hugging? Can we hug? No more hugging? What do you want to turn us into? I think most Animals? people aren't even tuned into him. Like, there's only a certain generation that even know who that fool is. <laughs> Straight up. Kids don't know who know that who is. is. Kids don't know who that is. I think a lot of people know who he is. They do, but kids don't even fucking, they don't, doesn't <clears throat> correlate. Yeah. There's no such thing as not touching hands. Well, it's just, it's not going to work. People are still fucking. They're going to fuck. They were telling people fuck. to fuck you with have masks to fuck. On. It's bizarre. If it, people wear masks when you fuck. Bro, I can't fucking... <laughs> I can't even go to the store with the mask and breathe. You're going to tell me I'm going <clears> to <throat> fucking breathe hard and have to wear the mask? Right. That's... If you might as well put the belt on me also and fucking strap me up while I'm fucking. We have a... Um, do we have it in the other room? The headgear? The spaceship? The, the yeah. helmet? Yeah. <laughs> Reggie Watts is apparently going to wear that shit on the plane unless he's been vaccinated. What is it? It's like a, a spaceship thing you turn it on as a fan and a HEPA filter. It's like. Oh, no. <sighs> My God. And it keeps the fan, keeps it from fogging up in there. And you wear it, and nothing gets in. Nothing. Bro. Everything gets filtered. What the fuck is going on in this life? I think it's going to make us very, very appreciative when this is all over. I'm appreciative right now. I yeah, was me appreciative too. before, but not as. I'm more as now. Yeah. No, me too. More of. For sure, more. Definitely. Yeah. In every way. It's almost like I found fucking him or her. You know, like mm. I found them. Like I've been taken by something. Yeah. Like some spirit has entered me. I yeah. feel regenerated and renew renewed. You know? Well, you are renewed when you think about what you've done to your body. You have a new lease on life. You're a different I hope human. So. What do you mean? A hundred percent. You've added I'm taking those steps. Listen, man, we worked out hard today. You kept up every step of the way. Of course. We made a real workout today. That was real legit. And you're you have a new lease on life. You have a, a very fucking vigorous body now. Like it's different you're it's a, a different weapon. person. I'm a weapon. You're a fucking weapon. 
Uh, we threw some kicks today. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> you are a weapon. That was all right. The, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, working on the left, it, it was comical because it was so bad, but then when I went back to the right, it felt really strong. Yeah. You were right about that. Well, But the, I have to work on that because I can't be comically on the left. Yeah, well, you could do it. You, you just need a coach. They'll show you how to do it. Yeah. You're, you're a quick study. It's just there's a thing that uh, I read about this, and it seems to apply to reality, that when you have a strong side, like if you have a dominant side, if you work on your other side, it actually helps your dominant side. Mm. And some of the best uh, fighters can switch hit. Like one of the greatest of all time, rest in peace, Marvin Hagler, was one of the greatest switch hitters of all time because he could fight southpaw or orthodox just as effective. He was so good. And Terrence Crawford, one of the best alive today, yep. same thing, can fight off one side or the other, and many, many mixed martial arts fighters can do that. So many fighters, because that's in the traditional martial arts, you're taught, especially the karate guys, you're taught to be able to fight from both stands. Like Stephen Thompson, he fights just as good he's orthodox as he does southpaw. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Sick. He's coming in soon. Yeah? I'm excited to have him. Nice. Man. That guy's too nice. He's, he's so nice. He's a nice guy, but he he's a even fucking seem animal. He's a savage. Yeah, he's a savage in there. 57-0 as a kickboxer that's before he ever got into MMA. That's crazy. Bro, he was lighting people on fire. <laughs> I mean, that man's fucking, he's something else. He's like the he's like one of those characters. He's the mm -hmm. fucking nice fucking killer. Yeah, and you know, people don't realize like you're seeing Wonderboy now at 36, 37 years old. Like he was in his prime more than a decade ago. You know? That's when he was at his best. It's it's incredible how much longevity that guy has and how good he is. You know? He's a, he's a fucking killer. Yeah, some guys just last longer. They're just built differently, you know? It's also the style. Yeah. Like He's why, very difficult to hit. Why is uh, why is Joel Romero so fucking, like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Was he literally a fucking experiment? I think he was an experiment. A Cuban experiment? This is why. I With the Russians? Did you hear this story? I've heard it. This is the story that Dana White told me. He said they uh, he got injured in a fight. They sent him to a doctor. The doctor called him up. He goes, where'd you get this guy? He goes, he's a fucking specimen, right? And he goes, no, no, no. You don't understand. Like, I've never seen a person like him. He goes, I've been doing medicine for more than 50 years. He goes, this guy's tendons in his eyes are three times larger than a normal person's. He's like, his whole body is like he's built different than a normal person. He's like a perfect specimen. <laughs> he might be derived from the stars. He's the descendant of the stars, man. Wow. I believe it. Or I believe he's one of these people, man. The Cuban athletics program. <laughs> it could have been that, too. I think more likely that. Because if you think about, like, what, you know, how much emphasis they put on sport in Cuba. For sure. And he was... It was a big deal. He was one of the best wrestlers to Elite. ever compete in MMA. Ever. He, when he came over to wrestle, from wrestling to MMA, people were like, holy shit. Because they knew, like, what a fucking athlete this guy is. And the crazy thing is, he hasn't lost a step. He's in his 40s. It's unreal. And he's, he's shredded. Like a lot of, like Anderson Silva, perfect, perfect example. Anderson got into his 40s, you started to see it. Little round. He looked different. He looked different. Yoel doesn't even look a little different. Okay. He's still shredded. Anderson and was never really jacked. ripped, right? He was like more like a rounded type of guy. Well, he was pretty lean, lean. back in the day. You know, but he was never like he never had big muscles. He was long. Yeah, he was you know, longer. He was 185 pounds, but yep. he was like six two, six three. But you know, lethal, lethally accurate, so good. I, I I had the honor to see his fights when he was in his prime, 
And I was a fan of his before he ever got to the UFC. And I remember it was one of those fights when he fought Chris Lieben, his first fight in the UFC. I remember that. I remember uh, one of my friends was a gambler. And we were at, the, and I would always give him advice, and he would uh, bet on the fights. I go bet the house on the Brazilian. I don't know what what are the odds? Two to one. It's stealing money. It's <laughs> stealing because he was that good, man. When he came over, I'd seen his fights over in uh, in England. Oh my god, oh my god, he was good. The Lee Murray fight, and I mean, he, he fucked up Tony Fricklin over there. He was so good. That was when Anderson was just an assassin. Like, there was a few years, man. But that's the thing about, like, the great fighters. There's only a few years where they can maintain that RPMs. You know, it's just there's only so much the body can do. It's a crazy sport. You're out there beating the shit out of each other, and then you have to train, and in training you get beat up too. It's heavy on the <laughs> fucking body, man. Heavy, heavy on, on the, the brain. mind. Yeah. The stress too, the stress of it all. You know, it's not just the, the, the mind, like, you getting hit, but it's also the stress of the job. It's like every couple months you're going to war. Like, you, that's how you make your living. You make your living in your underwear with these little <laughs> tiny four-ounce gloves on. And, you know, dudes are trying to kick you in the face and punch you in the face and strangle you. It's crazy. It's a crazy life to fucking choose, but I love it. Yeah. I well, love watching it. It's... um. There's nothing more exciting in sport because it's the purest of all sport. It really is. It really is. The, there's nothing else one-on-one, -on -one, and that's that. I wonder if any of these uh, YouTubers are going to get into MMA because mm -mm. it's interesting, like, seeing Jake Paul. Everyone's choosing boxing. Logan. Yeah, but, I mean, there's nothing wrong with them choosing boxing, and he's doing it smart. Like, he's, he's fighting people that are not quite good enough. You know, like the Nate Robinson guy was a good athlete, but not really a Fucking, fighter. That's my guy, man, Nicks. Oh, I my God. I felt really bad about that. Well, he just, he fucked up. He did this. wasn't it's ready. Just, I mean, it's like fucking, I mean, he can't he got just jump bread. right he in got, there. He got money. If that's, what it was, if that's what he was in for, he got money. That was that. Askren, if he got, he got what they said he got. They said he got a half a million and then guaranteed points? and then points. And then and the what they generated was crazy. <laughs> I'm happy for asking. Fuck it. He got knocked out. Fuck that. It's over. Let him do what he got to do. He just took care of his family forever. But a lot of people think that, you know. But that was fucking, was fucking terrible. It wasn't good. It was terrible. Well, when you watch the punch, I mean. His hands are down. His hands were down the whole time. Well, Ben was just standing still. That's the pro part of the problem. Also, Ben, ben had a hip replacement. I know. He doesn't look good. He didn't look good. Didn't look good physically. If you go back good. and watch him compete in the Olympics, he looked good. The body that he had back then, I mean, he was lean and strong. You know, he was 191 pounds for that fight. I mean, he fought in the UFC at 170. Yeah, he didn't look so good. He's 21 pounds overweight. And it was not good weight. No, it was all in the weight. fucking in the tummy area. But I wonder if he's gonna fuck if, it. He made he got money. He was small. It was a good business decision if that was the case. Fuck it. Well, the good bit. The look these. Paul brothers, Logan and Jake, yeah, they're, they're making thing, some right? big money moves. They're oh making God. a lot of money. And they got everybody talking about them, including us. <laughs> Especially after that one punch knockout. And I was saying this to people, like people are trying to downplay who he is and what he does. I'm listen, man. I know when I see a guy who can punch. I know when a guy can like I watched him when he knocked out when he knocked out Nate and then when he knocked out Ben Askren. That guy can fucking crack. Yep. You do not want to get hit by him. He can fuck people up. That's real. You can hate on him all you want, but you better recognize that guy can fuck people up for real. And he's doing it under intense pressure. <clears throat> after on he talks, pay -per -view, for on pay-per-view. 
in and out Snoop fitting. Dogg. Hey, whatever. You got the whole thing set up. <clears throat> Snoop Dogg's doing commentary. Mario Lopez is doing commentary. And he's talking. Back to, again in our lives. And he talks a ton of shit and still knocks people out. Mario's back in our lives. You're right. <laughs> he's been in my life for so long, bro. Saved by the motherfucker. Yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of amazing. <clears throat> kind of amazing what what these kids are doing. And he's making a shitload of money. I want to be part of it. How do I get... I don't want to fight nobody. <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> I just want to do Maybe something. Maybe you could rap in one of those... I, mean, I don't want to rap either. I just want to chill they're doing for these money. Performances. They I just want to chill there for money. Like, mm. catch me at one of these zones. Maybe I could cook. Ooh. I'll make a little zone where you hey, can get the food. Triller. Food holler, popping. Holler at your boy, Triller. That's a good idea. Hey, listen. You cooking some steaks? I'm available. Ooh, why not? I'm available. They could just cut back on one of them musical guests. There's a little they bit too much. There's a little too much. Who did they have? Well, they had Ice Cube. Oh, and that's fine. All those guys and Snoop Dogg and all those guys. And then did they, they had have Justin, any new by, Justin new Bieber. Okay. And then they, what was the girl? Doja Cat. Do you know who she is? Yeah, yeah. she's a new artist. She's, yeah. she's popular. They had her. Yo. They had some other people. I didn't get to go to fucking Chichen Itza because they said Justin Bieber, he fucking ruined it. He said he shot the video at Chichen Itza and he fucking ruined the stairs. What? This is what I heard. That's what they told me at Chichen Itza. They closed it down because of Bieber. What? Ruined the stairs? How'd he ruin the stairs? He fucking damaged it somehow and they shut it down. Oh, no. Because he shot a video there? Yep. Have you seen the video, Jamie? Don't lie. No. I was told times. this by a local. I want to see. What the Can you confirm is. if it was a real tale? There's something. <sighs> Justin Bieber, Chichen Itza. That's horrible. If that's Tell true. me, fucking. Because I went up those stairs. It's amazing. Justin Bieber asked to leave Mexico's Tulum ruined site. Justin Bieber and his entourage were asked to leave the Mayan archaeological site of Tulum after he apparently tried to climb onto or among the ruins. They shot. They shut it down. I couldn't oh go because it is. This is where I was. Bieber booted from ruined site. Look at him. Hi. It wasn't recent though. Just. Just so. How many bodyguards is that guy? When have? was it? Just since 2016. That's when I was there. He surrounded. <laughs> they got you. He's surrounded by bodyguards. That's crazy. How many bodyguards does that guy travel with? All of them. All of them. Yeah, that's the answer. The correct answer is all of them. Did you hear that his bodyguards had to check on him in his sleep? He said recently because he was doing so much drugs that they had to make sure he had a pulse, so they would check on him while he's sleeping. Bro. These fucking kids, man, they gotta stop this shit. These fucking kids. That's something. I don't know what the fuck they're taking, but it's fucking. It's know. like Nuke. It's like from RoboCop. Nuke. What was Nuke? When they shot it in the neck, remember? <laughs> the bad guy. He fucking. They, everyone was hooked on Nuke. They're fucking <gasps> sniffing some shit. I don't know shit? what they're sniffing what or was doing. Was the shit in Wonder Woman where the dude sniffs it? <laughs> nah. It's like it could right? be Nuke. Oh, there it is. Look at this. RoboCop Nuke. <clears throat> Oh. Everyone was trying to get a violent nuke. Damn, I, I might get that, that tattooed on me. Nuke. Ooh, maybe you should. Maybe. I like the skull. I like skull imagery. Hmm. Look at RoboCop. Mm. What happened with the new RoboCop? Where the fuck did that guy go? Yeah, it wasn't the same. This CGI was shitty. Mm. This, you get Sometimes there's a thin line between good and bad, and bad is sometimes better than mediocre and good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bad is really good sometimes, right? Because it's funny, like old King Kong exact, movies. Exactly. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah, it's so yeah. It, that is charm. Ares, it's God like of War in Wonder Woman. Remember he, in the first Wonder Woman, the good one, 
he had this uh, this thing that he would sniff. They had created like some smelling the Nazis. Salts? Yeah, the Nazis had created this like purple dust, oh and they sniffed God. this purple dust, and, oh. and he became a monster. Holy shit! Remember that crocodile? Mm, no, about crocodile. That's that shit that like makes your bones exposed. Uh, yeah, Doctor Poison. That what it was? This uh, I typed from the in Wonder first Woman Wonder Woman. Yeah, I movie. got Doctor Poison, enemy of Wonder Woman. He gained metahuman powers by inhaling a special gas. Yeah, see, he would crack oh these things God. open and sniff it. Fucking nitrous. Straight up taking that fucking Skin balloon. Skin would go black and have all these fucking like lightning bolts in it and shit. And, uh, all his veins would go dark. It would, it would turn him into a monster. It became super powered. And then became a god. And then he had to duke it out with Wonder Woman. And who won? <laughs> Wonder Woman did. Of course she did. It's her fucking movie. Of course she fucking Come on, did. man. You kidding me? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> who won? <laughs> who won? <laughs> Um, That's how you know you're stoned. Who won? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that dude beat Wonder Woman's yeah, ass. Well, like, what? They couldn't make a sequel. It was over. They it's just over. killed her they right kill there. They killed Wonder Woman at the very end. It's like No Country for Old Men. <laughs> the ending ends and everybody's like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, man. Those movies are nuts. Those movies are nuts. When they trick you. Coen Brothers? Yeah. Sickos. When a movie ends and then you just go, what? what? Yeah, man. That's You got me. You if fuck. they're making anything new, holla, please. I'm please. available. I don't know what I could play, but please just put me <laughs> inside. I'll fucking be the... I'll sell someone a beer. Carry a bag. Whatever. Carry the money back. Just put me in the shit. That guy, those guys make some fucking incredible movies, man. For real, man. Big Lebowski? Come on. I mean, classic. Come on. Classic. 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 I used to judge people based on the Big Lebowski. <laughs> that was one of my moves. I'd go, tell me what you think about the Big Lebowski. If they go, that movie's stupid. I'd go, oh, no, 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 no. They don't get life. That's the wrong answer. They don't get it. They don't but get then it. there's dudes that are overboard that dress like him and try to live exactly like that. That's dude, a little bit nuts. Yeah, yeah it's a little bit nuts, that's too. That's sad. That's sad. Well, that's somewhere, a little bit nuts. Somewhere out there is a dude dressing like Blade, driving around in a Dodge Charger with a fucking samurai sword. I would like to dress sword. like fucking Blade. I swear, <laughs> I thought about it. You know, Sometimes I dress like fucking Blade and just jump in the fucking car with the driving gloves. Do you know how many dudes dress up like Bruce Lee? Oh, everyone. It Everybody was a thing, had kung right? fu outfits. <laughs> that was the thing, man. Dudes who walk around with kung fu outfits on with them little tiny shoes. Yeah. Those little kung fu, the little yep. thin soles. Yes. Yeah. That was a thing. For it. a long time, guys dressed up like Bruce Lee. Kung fu outfits were the shit. They were the buttons. The way yeah, the I rope. like that. I yeah. like that. They look cool. That's beautiful. Yeah, man. It's very elegant. It's made like of silk. Something. I don't know. I believe it's silk. I believe <laughs> it's like a, it's not a kimono, but it's the other version of that. It's like not it's like a gi. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, gis are thick, thick, heavy. Yeah, shit. but like a light gi, if oh. there was such a thing, like a karate gi, as like, a to like a spring, a spring gi. Yeah, because they call uh, in Brazil they call jujitsu gis kimonos. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Isn't there called. some sort of correlation between Japan and and Brazil? Yeah, well, for sure. Jiu-jitsu was originally Japanese, and they brought it down. Count Maeda brought it to Brazil in the early 1900s and taught it to Carlos Gracie and Elio Gracie. And uh, and then Elio and then Carlson, and they family. fought all these no-rules fights back in the day, and they they essentially, Elio and Carlson, or and, and, um, and Carlos, rather, created Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And Carlson was like the champion of the family. There was like, you know, guys who beat Ilio and then Carlson would go and beat those guys. Carlson was like a bigger, stronger guy. They had some 
incredible connection with with Japan because Japan brought them the art of judo and jiu-jitsu and then they refined it and turned it into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and became in my opinion the most important family in the history of martial arts is the Gracies they're they're number one like what they revolutionized martial arts they changed what people thought was possible when Hoist Gracie was strangling people with his legs on pay-per-view, yeah, people nice. were like, what the fuck is happening? Well, he got he got Dan Severn, who was a giant-ass, huge wrestler, and he put him in a triangle and made him tap. Crazy. Everybody was like, what in the fuck? What did he just do? He just tapped him out with his legs. With his legs. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Amazing. You're right. Amazing. That's what I believe. What do you think about aliens? So many things. Been paying attention to the news, all this alien shit that's happening, all this Pentagon's confirming, all this UFO footage. No, I haven't. You know, I'm I'm out of touch with so many things, but I'm in touch with so many things. You understand? Like I felt this coming. Did you? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, all this shit's about to hit the fan. You think so? At some point. I hope so. It's so At exciting. Some point. I'm so unbi. I am so biased, rather. My, my I'd rather this type so... of thing than fucking all the ne- all the negative garbage that's out there. Why not fucking rile things up with this? Yeah. Oh, I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's so much negativity. But <clears throat> I think this negativity was is is accentuated by social media, but then really the the fucking pandemic was gas on the fire. And now everybody they, they're more interested in being negative than anything. They're more interested in Looking at the worst aspects of people instead of like granting them forgiveness, instead of just like going, eh, you know, people make mistakes. Everybody's like, burn them down, cancel culture, fuck Ugh. you. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's so uh, it's so anti-human. I'm just trying to fucking stay low, man. I want to be fu- I want to be away from all that garbage. Yeah, I try too. to keep my mind just you know, with these. Those things you just showed me with those characteristics from the... Mm-hmm. The four agreements, yeah. I'm trying to live this way. I'm trying to... Yeah. A path that I'm just... I'm happy. Yeah. I want to be happy. I want to live my life to the fullest and have the people around me very happy. Yeah. And just like, you know... That's possible. Live to the best. It's possible in a small group. And if those, if all the people that are in these small groups also live this way, then these small groups can come together and we could live pretty much like that as a nation, as a country, as a world even. We just have to f- understand what this is all about. It's like you can create conflict if you want. You can just live and dwell in negativity if you choose, but you don't have to. You know, and you could you could choose to be positive. You have and it's the choice. And it's the hard. Choices. It's hard when you feel like you got no hope and your life is not what you want it to be and you're not where you want to be and it's hard. It's hard for a lot of folks to see past that. It's true. But I you feel know? like everyone has to know that they have choices. Well, that there's not there's not like every not every door is closed. There's choices to be made. That's why I think you have to fucking, you know? What you've done with your body, what you've done over the last year with with, with showing that you can make positive choices and it really can change your life. It really can. I think, you know, we talked about this today that you were inspiring people when we were working out. Yeah. But I, I really think it's probably hard to know how much you inspire people. I think you you probably inspire thousands and thousands of people to change their lives and, do, and to live a better, more healthy life because they saw you doing it. For sure. Like I was definitely a, an example of, I don't even like overindulgence and just fucking... 
living to the fullest without any regard, with zero regard, you know? Yeah. It's just fucked up. But it's it was fun, you know? But it's not the right thing to do. So I wanted to show myself that I could do this. Like, I don't have to fucking just be, you know, a fucking eating animal. Well, not only that, you I carry it know. with you on the road. I have to. My I, manager got a hold of me, and she was like, uh, "She was like, Action Bronson is looking for a gym." While he's, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, he is! <laughs> Fuck yeah, he is!" I'm like, "Let's bring him down to the Onnit Gym. We got gyms. It. Hell yeah, we got we got plenty of room." I go, "Let's work out. Let's do something." I love that. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is was that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. No, it's it's it was well, cool. Wolf, man. That was a good experience, John Wolf bro. The shit. I'm, I had a great experience. Listen, brother, it's always great seeing you. But yeah, I, you make me feel very happy. I'm Thank real you, happy for you. I love it. I love I what you're doing. You, Keep bro. going. A year from now, you're gonna look like Camille. Yeah, that's right. Super Jack hey, veins listen, on man. your face and shit. No fucking Arr! ceilings. No ceilings. There's Just no ceilings. Gains. Yeah, like that DMT trip you had. Smash exactly. through that shit. Smash through. Smash through. All of us. Everybody listening. Everyone. Even the haters. Come on. You can be better. We can all be better together. Young Jamie. Tell these motherfuckers about uh, your shirt. Oh, shit. New shirt. Youngjamie.com. Yeah. 420 special. People that love Hell this. yeah. People that love this design. Oh, well, look what we got, bitches. Beautiful. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Enjoy. Enjoy. I love it. Youngjamie.com. Uh, and that's it. Brother, you're, you're the, the shit. Best. I love you, man. Thank you. You're the best. No, you're the best. Goodbye, Yo. everybody. Have fun. Four agreements or five, whatever you want. Shit. Go by two. Do your best. Much love. <laughs>